Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Five here on this Thursday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM1600, KIVABQ.FM, RockofTalk.com, 550-5500 right here in the Kiva on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. It's raining behind me, and I'm trying to do this like... Yeah, outside at the very same time I'm trying to do it in the rain, but you see uh, right here in the background in the middle of South Beach, that's where I'm broadcasting from, and sorry for the delay yesterday, we're trying to reestablish uh, you know, my phone, and it did not work, don't forget you can catch us on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV, and you can always download the apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, hour one, lots to get to, of course, uh, appreciate the replay yesterday of Wednesday afternoon's show. It was good to hear the kids once again, uh, in short order, uh, talk a little bit about Easter. And it was so good. I guess we played it twice. Thought we uh, had the whole show from last Wednesday, but I guess uh, there it went. Uh, Eric, if you don't mind putting the uh, overlay so we can actually see all the places that we can connect directly uh, right here in the Kiva, I would really appreciate that. And you can find the overlay at the very, very top. Um been a hard day to connect i gotta say <clears throat> lots of weather i guess not just in the southwest but also here i guess there's some tropical storms lots of things that are going on uh, overall but uh, glad to be here uh, nonetheless and uh, dowd muska how are you sir i am well sir uh, loaded up with and ready to go <laughs> all right i know we got two days of show to do in uh, one day so we're going to go ahead and do that friday i'll be traveling but i will be uh, doing the show nonetheless uh next uh, i believe friday i'll be doing the show from washington dc as well as the next following monday and tuesday and it's not a good life folks we're actually connecting uh, with a lot of people so since the show can't go national we'll take the show national by connecting to more and more people uh by uh, connecting with more and more people and people are really excited about hearing about our show and about the things that we talk about um one more day gubernatorial candidates for you to get your uh essays questionnaires in etc etc and we will have a cutoff time doubt at what time for those uh, gubernatorial uh questions i believe midnight tonight is that correct uh, that is correct they have seven hours and uh 52 minutes we have there you received go. one response so far from the five candidates and an actual response or just a response that i will i am going to respond is that correct actual responses to the questions oh wow okay yep. well that's uh that's that's positive i think we need to kick things off uh first and foremost with uh talking about netflix and uh this has been a big deal uh doubt i don't know that there's any other place to start but netflix you know the state of new mexico uh has uh, decided to go ahead and invest itself in a myriad of uh, different investments which have had no roi and it seems like uh, Netflix is going to go down the same thing. If you're looking for lost leaders, folks, I don't know that any place does better than the state of New Mexico. Virgin Galactic, Netflix, I mean, take your pick. Everybody picks up and leaves New Mexico and you know, we no doubt have been on top of a lot of different things, but, you know, this is one of the things, whether it's the State Investment Council has failed to do an ROI that I think is, you know, mark to market. And that means, of course, you know, the returns that the rest of the market is getting down is the, the market uh, returns that we should be getting to the State Investment Council. Steve Moise has not provided that. Uh, he, of course, is an appointee of uh, Governor Bill Richardson uh, back in the day. I, we got to do a lot better, but boy, the 25% drop 
followed by the 35% drop in Netflix and Dowd. I have not even looked today because I'm almost afraid to look at it. But, I mean, people are pulling out. And, Dowd, I send you a number of different articles uh, on Netflix. And uh, people are divesting themselves very quickly of Netflix. They're finding out the commodity. And let me kind of tell you something that I'm invested in. And uh, that's just for my own personal satisfaction. That's something called the Centurion Collection. I spend 100 and what is it, uh, $19 a year to go and invest in the best in foreign films and stuff that that's that's actually out there. Not new stuff, just, and they have like this um, sort of freshness date, if you will. After the movie itself has been on the shelf for so many months, so many years, whatever, they have decided to remove it. And they do this every single month. And nothing is better than sort of removing something from the area of demand, knowing that you can't get it any longer, than deciding to remove it altogether and say you don't, you no longer have no, you no longer have access. Now, Dowd has taken this approach with his uh, Rock of Talk chat uh, pieces, and uh, we've seen some some. some come in because we're like, oh, I want to have access to this. I want to have access to this. But Dowd, uh, we have seen Netflix three days in a row, if I'm not mistaken, continue to take it in the shorts in the state of New Mexico. I guess they're more worried about Michelle Lujan, Grish- uh, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham's um, marriage uh, by Kamala Harris than they are actually talking about Netflix. I tried to look for Channel 4, 7, and 13. I tried to find in the Albuquerque Journal to see where they would start talking about uh, New Mexico's investment in um, in Netflix, and they aren't even focused on this whatsoever. They're like, ah, no, worry, no big deal. This is just money that we're spending. And uh, what does the Netflix stock look like today? Uh, we are down just the last couple days since the, uh, the the drop-off in subscribers. I think the first drop-off in 10 years. We are down 37%. Uh, the stock was hovering around 348. It is now 218, uh, Eddie, 218. And it's interesting because we got another shot today, maybe not directly connected to Netflix, but another reminder of how much material there's out there is out there, how much competition is out there because CNN's streaming service has called it quits. Uh, there's a lot of media properties competing for your eyeballs. And uh, I think maybe beyond Netflix, beyond CNN Plus, it's going to be tough for a lot of people trying to reach an audience now. There's so much competition. Well, I'll tell you, that's a news network that didn't have a million subscribers anyhow. And a number of people have dropped off from CNN for some time now. And, you know, I I don't want to say that's apples or oranges. I get where you're going with that. But I will say this. Going down nearly, what is that? Uh, is that 45% overall? Is that 30, a total of 37% uh, from Netflix. And that's not a good investment for the state of New Mexico. And I can tell you that the hemming and hawing that's going to be coming from New Mexico, the first thing that Netflix is going to say is what? We can't pay for this. We can't pay for that. We're pulling out of our investment uh, in the state of New Mexico. And I'll tell you the very first thing that they're probably going to uh, probably uh, divest themselves is, is going to be investing in films that aren't getting any sort of viewing. The market is so saturated. I don't know too much about movies. As everybody knows, I don't watch a whole lot of movies. I repeat a lot of the movies or I watch a lot of old movies as I just stated in the Criterion Collection. But I will state this, and I think it's really, really, really important. Is your head spinning every single time you see a promo for Stars or Paramount or Netflix or anything on any other network? You're like, oh my gosh, how many movies could they possibly invest in? 
And Netflix is is hit that point in the market saturation. And I didn't think, Dowd, I think you probably would agree with me. You probably didn't think it as well. You thought it was going to be NBC Universal. You probably thought it was going to be somebody else who was a main network that was probably going to lose their money. Oh, no. It looks like it's going to be Netflix that's going to be first to sort of take in the shorts. And part of that, uh, no doubt, as you know, has to do with its politics. Netflix is a very woke company. I decided to get involved in uh, the World War III propaganda wars that are coming in that hardly anybody's paying attention to <clears throat> with regard to the Ukraine and the uh, and Russia. And they've decided to go ahead and say, well, we're going to cut off all of our subscriptions to Russia. Oh, I go back to the uh, DirecTV uh, commercial that's there. I li- also like savings the money. Yeah, savings the money. You're not forcing them to savings the money when you have 1 million subscribers in between the 250,000 that have left already. And remember, they're expecting 2 million subscribers here during this next quarter, next quarter here in Netflix to go ahead and, and uh, unsubscribe. I guess, and I'm not a Netflix subscriber, but I guess, Dowd, from what I'm hearing, Netflix has increased their prices multiple times, and they're trying a, an entirely new, different business model. This would sort of be like... If you had a mom and pop shop and you decided that you were no longer going to be offering X and Y, but now you're going to be offering Z, that's the way Netflix is looking at this. It's an entirely different animal altogether. And that is not something that's going to keep people continuing to subscribe to something like Netflix. I can't imagine the number of people who are listening to our program right now that have said, you know what, no more with Netflix. I can't deal with this anymore. I don't see any value in this. I see more value of real TV. I'm going to get the old rabbit ears. I'm going to decide to go like this might be the end for all of the subscription services other than what you're going to go ahead and buy. I think more people are probably willing to buy the programs outright from either Apple TV or wherever they can go ahead and download these programs for, because I don't know that Netflix is going to be able to go ahead and buy the next series, the next opportunity that's out there. And that's really what's what you're looking at. You're looking at them in 23 and 24, 25, as people are, are like skimping out more and more as we enter this recession, as we talked about yesterday, cutting the cord and then cutting the digital wallet and deciding, you know what, I can't invest in this anymore. I, I don't get any utility out of this. I'm going to spend more time with my family. I'm going to get out to the parks. I'm going to decide to go ahead and, you know, Comcast is too expensive. I'm telling you right now, sorry, I almost fell. I'm telling you right now, let me show you something. I wanted to, uh, as it was reach looking down i got a little bit disoriented but let me tell you this is the first program that i'm doing what's called 5g do you guys see this connection right here this is a 5g connection and let me say something to each and every one of you This is an entirely digital broadcast in the sense that this is no connection to the hard internet. I don't know if this is the first time this has actually ever happened over TV and radio simultaneously. This might actually be the first of its kind because 5G, if you look at the 5G maps around the rest of the country and then you look at the 5G maps in the city of Albuquerque, I want you all to visit the Verizon 5G map. And it's incredible to me, Dowd, I know this is something that you probably haven't even uh, looked at, but you know me, always bleeding edge. Five network are in the city of Albuquerque. All in the poor, impoverished neighborhoods, like the war zone and weird places on the west side, 
Elif. Yeah, the few places maybe like here and there on um, in, in Uptown, but not the actual Uptown Center. It's a weird thing what the woke media culture is doing, and the woke Verizon media culture is only connecting certain parts. But if you go to places like Miami Beach, where you guys can see where I'm located right here, look if you guys can see behind me, there is the uh, One World Hotel. There's all these different places. They're connecting these places to the most you know digitally most uh, 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 population dense places for some reason albuquerque new mexico is not doing that and now let me tell you why this is important as i'm broadcasting here and again this i believe is probably one of the first of its kind broadcasts that are happening how do you think people are going to be downloading their movies do you think they're going to be downloading them on Comcast? Do you think they're going to be downloading them on Paramount? Do you think they're going to be downloading them? Uh, folks, did you know you can download a six gigabyte movie, which is about 700 in about uh, 11 and a half minutes on this little device? I just did it for the very first time last night. Your time for not just cutting the cord, but cutting the broadband are over. One of the reasons I do these things and take these trips and and uh, do these types of things is so we can test technology other places, so I can bring you literally the future. The future that's happening everywhere else, and it's not happening in Albuquerque, New Mexico, I invite you to get prepared for it. You see this uh, sign behind me that says, I don't know if you guys can see it. There we go. Eternity now. <laughs> Folks, this is the new network. You're going to be able to connect from anywhere. I don't want to even want to say it's just, uh, by, uh, by the way, from city to city or 5G. And Dowd, pull up that Verizon 5G network and look. You can literally hyper-localize where you can download these things. And I, I just, um, Eric, just I believe, if I'm not mistaken, just got himself a new scooter. This guy who's never been connected to tech in his entire life, a guy who doesn't have a mobile phone, a mobile smartphone that only has a wind-up radio. Uh, Eric, are you, is that correct? You only have a wind-up radio that you can turn up the radio? You can't even download a podcast or subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Am I correct in that? That's true. That is true. Okay, I want to make sure. So, Eric, Eric can't download a podcast or anything. But you know what, Eric's going to be able to do with a five G, eighty five dollar ninety plan. Guess what he's going to be able to do? He's going to be able to download an entire movie in about eleven minutes time from any five G ultra network place, and that's exactly what's happening right now, folks. Uh, this stuff where Netflix and Comcast and the rest of these things, you're going to be able to watch all this stuff all the time. And there's going to be that much value, zero value, zero value in any of these movies going forward. So for all New Mexico's investment in the future, ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be from a not because there's going to be nothing there. Now, I've been wrong before, I guess, but it's been few and far between. This is yet another one of those examples. And I'm folks, I'm seeing homeless people right now beg for money right next to the uh, most expensive hotels in the world and i think to myself 
what the hell is going on? It's the difference between the haves and the have-nots. I'm not saying we're part of the haves or the have-nots. I'm just telling you the way that it is. I need you guys to start paying attention to the technology and how to start leveraging that. Netflix and Comcast and the rest of these companies that the state of New Mexico has invested in are not going to be worth anything probably in the next three to five years. I've already told you Facebook's going under. Was I right about that? Well, you guys can probably already start to forecast that. Facebook, most of you guys have decided to exit that. People are, are evolving already and they're evolving very very quickly hold on to that mobile phone number that you've had for the last 10 15 20 years because that's going to be everything to you uh going forward 550 50 500 that's 550 50 500 a lot more on the docket i've got a lot of stories that i want to get to and you and i have yet to connect but uh what do you got in front of you this afternoon Oh, goodness gracious me. Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> uh, we have tax rebates, all the stimmy checks that are coming to New Mexicans. Uh, we have Dr. Disgrace, a, a uh, an embarrassing interview. Uh, uh, the interviewer is an embarrassment to journalism, and Dr. Disgrace is an embarrassment to public health. We've got that. Uh, we've got the cadaver shortage. Do you want to donate your body to science? I'm not really sure if I've made up my, my, my money on that. We've got another good story coming out of Florida, uh, Ron DeSantis. And his attorney general, uh, who happens to be a Disney, uh, and just unbelievable. And, you know, inflation and uh, the cost of a hamburger. Uh, I've got my employment piece that ran uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yesterday at rockettalk.chat. Eddie, the list is, is endless. <laughs> all right, we'll jump all that. When we return, let's do stimmy checks right here in the Kiva. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. I'm trying to stay out of the rain. I'm not able to do so yesterday, but I think I will be able to do so today. We appreciate everybody tuning in on AM1600 KIVA, abq.fm, rockoftalk.com. Here from the Eternity Now Museum, which you guys can see right behind you, right over here, the Bass Museum of Art. Right here on the uh, South Beach here of Miami. It is a beautiful time. Glad to be here uh, with you and yours. And back in four minutes. Thanks, everybody, for tuning. Go out and get her. The minute you let her run to your skin, then you begin to make it better. And any time you feel the pain, hey Jude, refrain, don't carry the world up on your shoulder. For well you know that it's a fool who plays it cool by making his world a there's just an empty space and There's nothing left here to remind me Just the memory of your face Who take a look at me now well, There's just an empty space And you coming back to me Is against the odds And that's what I've got to Oh, good stuff. Love Phil Collins, one of my favorite songs. Well, I think for a lot of you guys, is in the air tonight, but uh, against all odds there. Three-week rundown at uh, number one with the theme from Against All Odds, one of the uh, great movies set in the, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the Gulf of Mexico. 
out on a vacation spot about an ex-NFL player and a man caught in a love triangle. And the great James Woods in that movie uh, as well. That's a good one. And then, of course, you have the Beatles completing the sessions for Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. The final recordings were a sort collection of gibberish and noise, which would allow for the day of life back in 1967. Hey, Jude, not a part of all of that stuff, but uh, Day in the Life, uh, certainly one of the better better songs. I think I got addicted to that song. I thought it was like edgy, maybe, or something like that. I don't really remember now, but um, right, the Blue Album, the White Album, and the Red Album all right there. And uh, I'm broadcasting live from Miami Beach, South Beach, Miami. You can find me uh, directly at rockoftalk.tv. You can find Dowd uh, with all of his maps, and I was paying attention to Dowd's maps last night. I finally got all my technology. This is the first 5G broadcast that we've ever done. I want to want to start connecting everybody. Stop getting conspiratorial that 5G is listening into everything. It's everything all the time. I'm about to get dumped my own pod or excuse me, my own Comcast, uh, D. Dowd Musk. I think you'll like that. We may no longer be connected to Comcast if I can get rid of it in the next two to three months. They've been calling me to try and upgrade, but I think we can probably do 5G here in the next two to three months. And I've got my uh, 5G uh, wireless uh, as well. Let's talk about those stimmy checks, uh, Dowd. A lot of us paying into the system but a lot of people getting stimmy checks on the way out of the system tell me what's happening and break people's ears all over the uh, all over the country stimmy 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 song stimmy 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 all day long the department of taxation and revenue of the great state of uh new mexico not the commonwealth of new mexico some of our states are not states they're actually commonwealths i believe pennsylvania is a commonwealth massachusetts is a commonwealth new mexico is a state so taxation and revenue uh, they have released a statement trying to explain and of course the government being government this is very complicated i'm going to try to walk you through when you can expect your stimmies now in america we've come to uh, expect our stimmy checks from the irs uh, they tend to have four digits in them, so it's like $1,200 or $1,400 or $1,600. But in Santa Fe, they're not really that generous. They're not going to give us four-digit uh, stimmy checks. They're going to give us uh, three-digit three uh, stimmy tech checks. Now, June, which is not that far away, you can expect your first stimmy check. Now, this is a refundable income tax rebate, even though it's not. We'll explain why later. That's for all taxpayers. If you're unfortunate to be me and be single, you only get 500 bucks. Uh, if you're married, joint filers, you're going to get a full $1,000. Now, these were the payments approved during the special session, the extra session uh, earlier this year. Now, you're not going to get that money in one lump sum. They're going to break it up. You're going to get uh, probably government being government, we don't know. But the plan is you're going to get your first stimmy in June. You're going to get your second stimmy in August, and the rebates will be sent automatically to taxpayers who have filed their income tax return for 2021. No application is required. But, but, between June and July, I believe the month is called, uh, uh, June and August, I believe the month is called July, you're going to get another STEMI check. Now, this was the STEMI check approved during the regular session. And so it's going to be uh, $500 for married couples, uh, only $250 for uh, single filers. And of course, you have to meet the income threshold. So if you are among the more affluent of us, uh, you will not be getting that. So if you're lucky in New Mexico, you will be getting a STEMI payment in June. 
you will be getting a STEMI payment in July, and you will be getting a STEMI payment in August, three months in a row, uh, not up to election day, but, you know, August, you're in striking distance, maybe late August, you're starting to think about Labor Day, the fall is coming, maybe you'll remember your final STEMI payment on election day. The reason these are not tax rebates is because if you don't pay if you don't file an income tax return, you are still eligible to get the money, okay? Uh, the special session STEMI payment uh, amount, uh, they approved $20 million. <laughs> Doubt. how does that even happen? How could you even be uh, trackable if you're not even getting, if you're not filing your taxes, how do you even even show up? Uh, that glad, doesn't even make I'm sense. I'm glad you asked. You have to apply, make a special uh, application. There's a $20 million kitty waiting in the basement of the roundhouse and it's first come first serve if you didn't file your personal income tax return. So you can still get that benefit. You can still get that, what, $1,000 for married couples, 500 for uh, single file filers, but you got to get in early. Uh, let's see, they will, uh, again, they'll be in, later in the summer. There's 20 million, it's a fixed amount, 20 million. So I suggest folks, if you want your, your extra STEMI payment and you're not in the habit of filing an income tax return, you get to it, you get to it. And uh, I just think, you know, I'm, Free money. I got used to getting free money from the federal government. Over the next couple of months, I guess I'm going to be getting free money from Santa Fe. So I don't know. This I could make a habit out of this. Okay. So, uh, Dowd, is that different than the money that we were getting for the benefit for gas? Yes. And the alleviation. So you're telling me a thousand dollars on top of a five hundred or thousand dollars? I should say seven fifty. Some of you only received seven fifty, and then Dowd, you probably received seven fifty. I received a thousand. Yep. Um, but for those of you guys who are receiving, and I turned it into a scooter. For those of you guys who are doing that, you're probably going to uh, receive it at least additional $500. So you could receive essentially $1,250 to $2,000, depending upon whether or not you're married or single. Yeah. Uh, the, the first rebate was just approved as a blanket rebate during the regular session. But by the time this, this special session kicked in, gas prices were completely out of control. So those are separate things. Uh, a single person like me will be getting three months in a row, $250, $250, $250. And I don't know. I mean, that's that's a good deal. Uh, I think I may go out and uh, spread it around to politicians. Maybe they'll end up kicking me back some more money. Isn't that how it works in Santa Fe? Um, it might be how it uh, actually works, Dowd. Uh, that's incredible. But uh, there you go. More money that's coming from Santa Fe. Uh, food from the gods, if you will. The gods being, of course, your politicians. Dowd, something that we didn't address yesterday that I think that we should probably talk about. And I think, or I should say two days ago, when we actually broadcast uh, this, is I was talking about Michelle Lujan Grisham. I was talking about like what she has going forward, how people are going to be leveraging or she's going to be leveraging what's happened to her in this year uh i, I gotta tell you she's not particularly worried right now about the gubernatorial race if uh, she's got kamala harris and she's getting married and she's got bigger things on her mind i just wanted to get your quick thoughts about all of this in the midst of her handing out this money a thousand dollars you know five hundred dollars uh, you know doubt these are things that she's not worried about uh you know eddie i know a lot of folks uh, and, and rightfully so, despise our governor, and, and you cannot let your political prognostications be colored by your hatred of a, of a particular politician. You've said for months, Eddie, and I agree with you. I mean, we come from very different mental spaces, but she is very, very 
well positioned in this bluest of blue states. And, you know, you've also made an interesting point, Eddie, the Republicans are kind of going at each other instead of coalescing early around an early candidate. And uh, I think the, maybe part of the problem is the Republicans think she's vulnerable. So many people are re running for the Republican nomination. They're going to look up after all this primary process is over and realize, oh, maybe she's not as weak as we thought. And she's also sitting on a mountain of cash. And of course, a lot of the uh, normal people, you know, we call them dipstick normies, uh, NPCs, non-player characters. Uh, they're going to get she's going to get phenomenal press about the vice president officiating. And uh, it's so wonderful that her husband died and she found love again in her life. I hate to say it, but a lot of voters buy into that nonsense. Uh, people are not going to be focused on the fact that we've had the worst unemployment rate five months in a row, five months in a row. And I tell you, I wouldn't bet against MLG. I would not bet against her. All right, Dowd. I do have to say that uh, the, there is a little element here. Do you think that maybe her mom didn't approve of her relationship with Manolo? I'm just wondering because that's something that immediately occurred to me. I know that's kind of strange, right? She waited until her mom. This is a terrible thing to say. I feel I feel terrible about saying this. Yep, yep, yep. But I wouldn't be who I am, and I don't think that we would be the type of radio show that we were unless uh, she didn't feel like, you know, I think maybe she didn't have mom's approval for all of this. I think maybe she sort of felt, you know, and knowing what I know about her personally and about what happened with her, her husband and all that kind of stuff, I just have to say that maybe, oh my gosh, I, can I believe I'm even saying this? Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. Uh, Dowd, was she waiting for this to finally pass before she decided her mom to finally pass? Uh, oh God, you, God, that's horrible. That's a horrible thing to say. Well, using her personal tragedies you know left-wing politicians are magnificent at using uh people who've died in their families and things they've gone through uh for using that uh she could she could very easily portray herself as uh even though i was dealing with my my very ill mother i was helping new mexico get through this the worst public health crisis in the world and here's my new husband where my life is changing just like yours is we're returning to normal the blessings are coming i can see this kind of soft gauzy stuff and people eating it up like catnip i really think i doubt i have to say i really think that that's really the case uh, here um but you know what i'm gonna give her the benefit of the doubt i'm assume not but uh i think i would probably give her a four-fifths chance 80 greater than 80 percent chance i mean if you were uh, grading on everything and based upon the responses that received from the gubernatorial candidates uh if you don't mind sharing uh who's responded out of, out of this time if we can kind of turn up the heat on the other candidates uh, oh you know i've been debating that in my mind eddie the last couple hours whether i want to i want to keep it a secret or not but i i will say uh, uh, that your preferred candidate is the one who has gotten back to us with uh, answers, not just to some of the questions, but to all 10 questions. So Mr. Zanetti's answers, and I'm true to my word, uh, every candidate who sends us their answers, we will be putting it up on the website as is, no edits, and let our readers think for themselves about those responses. Well, they have uh, seven minutes and 22 or, or seven hours and 22 minutes to go ahead and get their answers in. And there is an absolute cutoff time if you don't get them in. And uh, trust me, you don't want to be on the other side of that because we're going to fry you on Friday if you do not get your answers in. We want to hear in each, uh, from each and every one of you. We appreciate everybody tuning in. Hey, Dowd, when we return, what do we got next? I know we talked about uh, 
Uh, Disney, I got to say, I want to talk about that Disney story because I think it is the right story. And that, of course, is uh, Ron DeSantis and what they're doing. And this is what companies should actually be doing when it comes to corporations. Remove those tax havens, remove that uh, preferential treatment. They're doing it to Disney. DeSantis is getting everything right. Uh, Here is just another case as far as I'm concerned. Well, if you don't mind, we'll do a little double down on DeSantis because he also did this uh, release revealing what they're going to be doing on the whole transgender nonsense with children. So uh, we don't want to make this the all DeSantis all the time channel, but uh, whether it's Disney or whether it's the trans nonsense, a lot of good stuff just keeps coming out of that administration. All right. You handle the transgender stuff. I'll handle the Disney. We'll do that when we return right here in the Kiva on a beautiful Thursday afternoon broadcasting from Miami Beach in the Kiva on AM 600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. Eric Handley producing duties back in the studio. Uh, tomorrow I'll be on the road, uh, but I will be doing the show nonetheless and uh, glad to be doing that Friday show. Wasn't able to do the show yesterday, of course, because uh, just too rainy outside and I can't do it with all that noise uh, behind me. Uh, Eric, appreciate Appreciate you putting the show together back and forth. Stuff here. 1990, Sinead O'Connor began a four-week run at number one with a version of Nothing Compares to You. I got to tell you, uh, this is going to be a weird thing to say, but again, Dowd, I think you've always like known that I'm a little bit different when it comes to the other the other sex, right? I think Dowd is always it's like, uh, whatever Eddie's attracted to, it's different than whatever other people are attracted to, that's for sure. I was really attracted to Sinead O'Connor until she tore up the uh, picture of the Pope, believe it or not. Um, the video was shot in Paris, consists of her as she sings the lyrics toward the end of the video, two tears roll down her 
interface. I didn't know there was two tiers, but uh, it was a very moving video. I was uh, addicted to MTV uh, growing up. And then, wow, back on this day in 2016, yesterday, it, was it yesterday? I think Aaron Hernandez took his life. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that didn't make, yeah, but he, well, yeah, he took his jail. I didn't realize, did you know the Aaron Hernandez story? Oh, it's wild. <laughs> Did you know that he was gay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or chose to be gay or whatever. I guess he had a pretty rough upbringing and all that. So I thought that was a little bit bizarre. But uh, I guess that was the secret as to why he killed Odin Lloyd. Mm -hmm. Dowd, I was on the edge of my seat. I had no idea about Aaron Hernandez. Yep. The guy was uh, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, poor Aaron. I feel bad for the you guy. Think Gronk but... is crazy. Uh, Hernandez was even worse. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's that that great. Uh, Twenty sixteen Prince Rogers Nelson was found dead at his home in Minnesota at the age of fifty seven. He became uh, a global superstar with Purple Rain and Sign of the Times. I'm here in my Johnny Bench uh, uh, stance, I should say. You remember Johnny Bench, the catcher for the Cincinnati Reds? You guys, does anybody know who Johnny Bench is? Does anybody watch baseball? Somebody told me they went to the baseball game. I'm like, what did you watch? Did you watch baseball or did you talk the whole entire time? Um, anyway, let me give you a couple of the <clears throat> uh, wonderful texts that are coming in. I would imagine getting married at the vice president's residence is very expensive. Do you think? Are we going to be... This is going to be like a, a whole thing for Michelle Lujan Grisham uh, altogether, what she's doing. Is MLG paying the bill or is the taxpayers paying the bill? That is actually a good question. Your thoughts on that, Doubt, very quickly. MLG getting married at the, uh, the uh, I believe it's called the Naval Observatory, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, well, I, we, the governor cares deeply about her carbon footprint flying all the way across the country to get married. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, it's just maybe a little hypocrisy there. <clears throat> That is that is a uh, a good thought uh, for sure. Uh, I should say that. Boy, this is a hard hard stance for me. I'm trying to kind of figure out all this. Mickey got his fruit loop a kicked by Ronnie and the people. Don't push transcendentalism <laughs> in. Uh, I don't know if I can say that word because I don't know what it means. But uh, on the kids, funny stuff about Disney. BBC News claimed Florida governor is harassing biggest employer as a stunt to run for president to make uh, Disney look like the victim. Fake news at its finest. I would totally agree with uh, what Randy is texting in. Um, hey Eddie, maybe she was waiting for her mom to die so she can get her life insurance. Oh, I don't oh. know that Michelle Lujan Grisham has to worry about any money. I mean, she is the she is by far the most powerful politician. She's so powerful, we can make fun of her all day, and nothing would even impact her. I mean, that's the that's the thing about her. I, I wish people would understand this. Like Eddie, how do you get away with doing all this? I'm like, I don't have to worry about it. She is so big that I don't matter, and many other people. The Republican Party doesn't matter, folks. What else do you want me to say? True. All right, Dowd, uh, lay it on us with Ron DeSantis. Yeah, folks. Uh, just quickly, I know we're running out of time. I, I was looking up my my nephew turned eighteen recently, and I just was sort of doing a jokey thing, sending emails to the family members. We've all been reminiscing about uh, eighteen uh, rather interesting years with a hundred ninety nine IQ boy, born uh, a born nuclear engineer at, at when he was uh, you know three months old. Uh, and I've been looking things up about what what can you do and what can't you do when you're eighteen. Uh, most states you can get a tattoo. Most states you can buy fireworks. Uh, age twelve in Arkansas, which is pretty scary. Uh, you can join the military without parental consent when you're 18. You can serve on a jury in most states. You can buy a lottery ticket in most states. Uh, very important. Most states, you can enter a strip club, even though you can't 
drink uh, at 18. He can change his name, legally change his name if he wants to. Yeah, most states he can pawn something at a pawn shop. Most states he can gamble. And of course, he can see a movie rated R. Uh, the reason I've been thinking about that uh, the last 24 hours is Ron DeSantis, governor of uh, Florida, his Department of Health has issued guidance regarding the treatment of gender dysphoria for children and adolescents. I, 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 part of me regrets even mentioning this because I don't know why we're even talking about this, but very powerful forces think it's great that kids move toward this transgender nonsense. Uh, the federal government's medical establishment uh, releasing guidance failing at the most basic level of academic rigor shows that this was never about health care. That's according to the state Surgeon General uh, Joseph uh, Ladapo. Uh, just to refresh your, your memory, if you uh, haven't seen him on television in a while, uh, born in Nigeria, a black uh, immigrant to this country at age five, graduate, both medical degree and PhD from Harvard University. So I guess he's the black face of white uh, uh, anti-trans uh, activity, our, our, our Surgeon General of the third largest state in the country. That would be the great state of Florida. Uh, according to the uh, Department of Health down in Florida, countries such as Sweden, Finland, France, and the UK are reviewing, reevaluating, stopping, or advising caution on the treatment of gender dysphoria in children and adolescents. Now, these three facts, I know we're running short on time, but these three facts blew me out of the water because I just, I don't follow this all this closely. Part of me just doesn't believe that this is a thing that we're actually discussing this. Rational adults are discussing transgender children, but uh, pretty, pretty, pretty interesting. 80% of those seeking clinical care uh, for this gender dysphoria will lose their desire to identify with their non-birth sex eventually, uh, 80%. The importance of puberty to brain development. This is the one that really knocked my socks off, which suggests that you can be very, very adult and still not developed. The prefrontal cortex responsible for the executive functions such as decision-making, that continues to, development, uh, continues to develop until 25 years old. And they want to drug and operate on kids, these sicko, sicko, sickos. Also, uh, the potentially irreversible consequences for making that gender bender switch, such as cardiovascular disease, osteoporosis, infertility, increased cancer risk, and thrombosis. Of course, the I believe that's the blood clot. So uh, it just struck me as doing this kind of funny research for the family about buying fireworks and joining the military and going into strip clubs. Uh, people younger then the age limit for those activities are being subjected to, you know, I think certainly constitutes child abuse. You're taking someone whose brain literally isn't developed uh, enough to make a mature, rational decision on this kind of thing. So uh, any any uh, any governor who stands up to this nonsense and Ron DeSantis does not care what the New York Times editorial page, what MSNBC thinks about him uh, on a daily basis, he pushes out very common sense. I don't think it's ideological one way or the other, that most of this stuff is just really just common sense rebelling against progressivism run amok. This was in the Daily Blast, our, uh, our uh, available at rockoftalk.chat, came across uh, my screen, and I wanted to get it out to people. There is a little bit of hope for all of this trans nonsense. Now, whether you're looking at Disney or whether you're looking at critical race theory, uh, issue after issue, the DeSantis administration continues to impress and just the ima just imagine drugging and operating on someone uh, before the prefrontal cortex is uh, fully evolved, which can be as late as 25 years old. Uh, these folks are really, really sicko ideologues. And uh, I don't play the, the kid card. Everybody in politics plays the kid card. Whatever I don't like means they're targeting the children. In this case, I think it's very, very real what these people are about and the damage they're doing.
Dowd, I think we should probably talk about once again why this is such an important uh, thing during this time. I mean, can you imagine a gubernatorial candidate, um, I don't know, going against transgender, maybe going against homosexuality, maybe going against like you can't imagine they're going to do that. But let me tell you, the first gubernatorial candidate who decides to go ahead and go against uh, CRT, go against, um, you know, I would say homosexual marriage at this point, given what we're saying overall, I, I would guess that you would probably be prevailing. Now, of the five candidates, you know, any of them willing to take the uh, DeSantis card? Probably not at this point, but we'll see what happens over the next uh, seven hours and four minutes here. Uh, that's why I, but I don't know. Could I prod these guys anymore? I don't know, Dad. I know that you're... My, e does not my like email inbox awaits. It's right here yeah. waiting for you, folks. <laughs> uh, here's the latest on the uh, Disney story. Florida's Republican House-led voted Thursday to approve a bill eliminating the Walt Disney Company's special tax district, allowing it to self-govern its land-sending measure to Governor Ron DeSantis' death signed into law. It signed about, I believe, about 30 minutes ago. It passed by 70 to 38. Expected to be signed by DeSantis 30 minutes ago, and it was, who announced that they would consider the termination of special districts in the state, including Reedy Creek, on which Disney World and where it sits. According to it, the legislation would not take effect until June of 23. Perfect, which would affect six districts in Florida altogether. It was created in 67 to help persuade Disney to locate its East Coast theme park in the Sunshine District. Apparently, it's outlived its uh, its need. Florida's Republican-led Senate passed 23-16 yesterday. It is the latest hit at Disney in an ongoing dispute between the company over enacted bills banning instruction related to gender identity or sexual orientation. And remember, they're not going against transgenders. They're not going against homosexuality. They're going against the instruction and the grooming, if you will. That's what they're trying to avoid in all this. So I think that that's a very important point uh, to decipher in all this. I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Our, our three, or excuse me, hour two up next. I apologize. I'm a little bit later. But Dowd, uh, what do we have up for next hour? I've got a few stories up my sleeve. What do you got? Uh, some national, some local. Uh, I do want to talk about inflation because there was a great piece that sort of lays out who's responsible for inflation. Let me tell you, there's plenty of blame to go around. And if we have time, I want to get to that interview with Dr. Disgrace. It is properly disgraceful. All right, let's start there. Let's start with Dr. Disgrace. Uh, we touched on inflation a couple days ago. We'll do the, all this when we return. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Hour one, a lot of fun. Hour two, just for you, me and the crew. We've got uh, D-Dowd Muska and Eric. Together, appreciate everybody tuning in here on this beautiful Thursday afternoon. I'm broadcasting from Miami Beach here at the Eternity Now uh, Bass Museum of Art Park, where a bunch of hoity-toity people just walked in. Appreciate you guys tuning in. AM KVA ABQ.FM. If you still want me, won't tie yellow rhythm around the old tree. It's been three long years. If I don't see a ribbon around the old, old tree I'll stay on the bus, forget about us Put the blame on me If I don't see a yellow ribbon around the old, old tree Bus driver, please look for me 
see what I might see. I'm really still in prison in my life. Colorful language in the world. And that vibe. in the 505. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIV, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com, 550-5500, hour two just for you, me and the crew. We have Eric and uh, D. Dowd Muska, the Dow 3000. I am fighting the rain, ladies and gentlemen. That's Look at that. Look at those stormy clouds right be, be, be before me. You can see it. it I'm, I'm trying to do my, my very best here. As we get into uh, all of the action here on this uh, beautiful Thursday afternoon um, from a 5G location, the very first broadcast of its kind. Dad, you got to be impressed with that uh, just in terms of what we can do. I think it's been pretty decent quality. Is that about right? Uh, you're coming through loud and clear, as is the wind. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, we've got to work on that. I'm doing my best. Uh, how about now? Can you hear any wind? Any, anything uh, at all? Much better. Much better. Okay, I appreciate that. I uh, appreciate uh, everybody tuning in on Roku TV, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, podcasting on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and Spotify, apping directly at rockoftalk.tv, rockoftalk.com. Uh, we, we covered transgender. We covered uh, Disney. We covered a lot of good topics, including Netflix, the uh, failed investments for the state of New Mexico uh, as well. And, uh, Dow, let's jump into Dr. Disgrace. What's, what's that old man up to? Is he still uh, wearing multiple hats, Brad? about it i mean the guy literally loves being in the limelight and um you know is he going to make sure that manny gets a a full physical top to bottom before 66 year old manny gets uh, uh gets in or i guess gets married on may the 21st we gotta check to see if there's any sort of like you know i know the met has their gala we talked about all of that on on may the first may the second but a lot of other stuff uh coming in uh, as well hopefully there's no wind yeah, I'm still trying to kind of keep the wind out right there. But uh, what's Dr. Disgrace up to, D-Doubt Muska? Uh, well, in, in, in uh, the great state of New Mexico for two years, we have had a, a, a fusion, a synergy of media and public health paranoia uh, in which reporters have really never asked tough questions. And in fact, they've really been the facilitators uh, or the conduits for the, the insanity of Dr. Disgrace and his ultimate boss, uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham. We saw evidence of this yesterday, the Santa Fe reporter. Now, you've got the bluest of blue cities, kook blue progressive city, and you've got the alternative paper in the kook blue city, uh, which is a, a complete lost cause. A woman who claims to be a journalist by the name of Julia Goldberg, Eddie, and I've got to go back and look at my records because I believe at one point during the weekly press conferences, Governor Michelle Luan Grisham said, referred to Julia Goldberg, I, I want to say it was Julia Goldberg, it might have been one or two others, but I'll have to go back and look, as, oh, Julia, you're so awesome. If you're a journalist and a politician says you're awesome, you should resign in disgrace. Maybe you should go sell shoes somewhere or go learn how to do welding or something, you know, because no politician... I, I I would probably commit uh, uh, ceremonial Harry Carey if a politician ever praised me. That's not what I do. I attack politicians. I talk about the truth. Uh, and all journalists should be pursuing that as well. Maybe they don't want to make politicians hate them, but they certainly don't want to be politicians' friends. So this Julia Goldberg uh, character at the, the Santa Fe Reporter has has been a, a, a 
I mean, she has just transmitted all of the fear porn from day one. She's buddy buddy with uh, Doctor Disgrace and all of all of his his gang. Uh, unfortunately, Mrs. Goldberg, uh, she taught journalism and creative writing at the Santa Fe University of Art and Design. Uh, the fact that she had any impact on uh, people who claim to be journalists is pretty frightening. She published a lengthy interview with Doctor Disgrace a couple days ago. Uh, they put it up on the website of Santa the Santa Fe Reporter, Kook Left, Marxist Left uh, newspaper. Eddie, I think the Santa Fe Reporter has yet to do anything uh, about the India Palace. Uh, they were very, very quick to report on all the, the evil white supremacy violence at the India Palace. They've done nothing to follow up and look at some of the inconvenient questions about what happened at the India Palace. And maybe, Dowd, are maybe you saying that there will never be a correction uh, issued by the Santa Fe reporter? Is that is that what you're alluding to? I'm still waiting, still waiting. Uh, so Julia, our beloved Julia, she gives a fawning interview with Dr. Disgrace. And, you know, I, I've tried to put Dr. Disgrace behind me. I've tried to put all this nonsense behind me, but this was so ridiculously egregious. This is one of the first questions she asks. I'm taking, I'm, I'm going to give you word for word here. You told me the last time we spoke, you would wear a mask on airplanes for the rest of your life. Is that still true? Answer. Oh, wow. I love this. Yeah. Uh, I'm still alive, so that means I'm still going to wear a mask on airplanes. I have a trip to Chicago next week. I have my N95 in my briefcase, and I'll bring some wraparound eye protection as well. That's the guy in charge of public health in New Mexico. Okay. Idiocy. As we all know, that uh, it cannot be transmitted uh, via any sort of eye contact. You might remember for that very short period of time during the uh, COVID lockdown, if I'm not mistaken, Dowd, mm -hmm. uh, we had people who were saying they had to wear goggles. Uh, oh, yeah. That did not keep. A, a very uh, a picture I used a lot on our website. I had my Impeach MLG mask on and I had my goggles out in, in the out in the hallway uh, down at the Kiva. All right, we're moving on to the effectiveness of vaccines. Julia, apparently after, uh, well, a year, year and a half, it's dawned on Julia that, boy, an awful lot of people are uh, vaccinated and they still get COVID. What's, what's up with that, Dr. Disgrace? I think what happened at the beginning of the pandemic is we all got our first vaccines to prevent us from getting COVID. But now I think the purpose of vaccines is more to prevent us from being hospitalized and dying, particularly if we have risk factors. So interesting little change in the argument there. Remember when we were told that we would all get the vaccine, we would never get sick, we would not transmit it. So they're walking it back a little bit. Uh, so some of that is a mindset shift. Second point though, to be totally honest, interesting phrase, to be totally honest, as if he wasn't being totally honest two years, uh, last couple of years. Uh, I just got my fourth shot 10 days ago of a vaccine that was made to fight the virus that we had in 2020, which is like three major variants ago. So I would expect that the longer we keep trying to put the same exact formulation in my arm, the less effective it'll be for preventing just the infection. Yeah, interesting, doctor. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you're being totally honest with us now. That's, that's great. Here's where Julia shifts from uh, just fawning coverage, uh, being a fake journalist to being an advocate. 
Julie asks, uh, it seems like there's enough things happening on COVID that one could imagine a news conference. Do you think there will be another COVID news conference again, Dr. Disgrace? Oh, Julie is just out of, maybe, maybe if they had another conference, the governor would say that she's awesome again. I, I don't know. Uh, Dr. Disgrace, I don't know. I certainly have a lot of stuff I have to do at HSD and DOH that isn't COVID. The strategy right now is not to do the press conferences, but to make myself available to answer questions. Uh, I think we're going to adjust to what's going on. And uh, this is the best. Uh, I had to cut a lot of this down, Eddie, because this thing goes on forever. The final question. Are you under any political pressure to keep COVID off the front page? I don't know. Is this one, Does this woman have a, have a two-digit IQ? The political pressure, sweetheart, for two years has not been to keep COVID off the front page. The political pressure has been to keep COVID on the front page. And if you have been covering this for two years and you think political pressure to keep it out of the news is an actual thing, Julia, I can't help you, sweetie. I can't help you. You really should move on to shoe sales or get in a welding training program or just something else because you have no flipping clue what you're talking about, sweetheart. All right, that's my rant for the day. That is my rant for the day. And I will uh, I will now offer Dr. Disgrace's answer, which as bad as it is, is still not as bad as the question itself. Uh, again, are you under any political pressure? I'm not political. Sometimes I experience what some people might think are political pressure, and I'm just not sure that's something I should do. I work for the governor and work at her pleasure. Uh, the governor, of course, being a, being a politician, she's not. Did he? Dow? Did he actually use the word pleasure? Uh, oh God! Yeah, yeah. You would you would pick up on that, would you? <laughs> Moving on. Uh, she's not giving me any orders about press conferences. I'm just trying to make the best use of my time that I can to, of course, help New Mexicans. Folks, uh, whether it's the journalists, the so-called journalists, or whether it's the public health officials, these are people who fixated on a narrative week one. They have not wavered for over two years now. And you're, you're paying this man's salary. You're paying this man's salary. I rest my case. All right, Dowd. Well, it's a good rant, uh, but I got to say there's a couple of uh, problems here, um, and it's not just her questions. I think it's a fact that a interview has been granted on the basis of this. So uh, going into the second shutdown, I'm sort of looking ahead here, uh, if you don't mind, and uh, sort of looking at the masking and what's taking place in Philadelphia, what's taking place in uh, you know Pennsylvania and other places, and then we're going into all of this. And he seems to be letting the door open. I don't know how intelligent he actually is, but he's leaving the door open and and almost making the you know uh, assessment that hey, you know what? I think we're done. I'm not political. I don't know where this is necessarily going, but he's not providing any sort of foresight into what's coming. And what's worse uh, is the reporter is failing to acknowledge what's happening nationally. How much are our national, excuse me, our state leaders in touch with the national psyche of what's happening, uh, Joe Biden, et cetera. I mean, for all, you know, intents and purposes, we should acknowledge that uh, Michelle Lujan Grisham is having her 
wedding uh, officiant as uh, Kamala Harris. I believe that's as connected to the inside uh, uh, inside of uh, Washington D.C. as anything. And they're failing to acknowledge uh, what is the upcoming trend. And uh, there's so there's two things here. One, Doctor Disgrace isn't uh, sort of uh, foreshadowing what's coming. And the second thing is the reporter has no idea about what's coming. They're walking themselves into a minefield. I think uh, going forward, I know that you would agree with uh, all of the things that I'm saying right here, but I'm not thinking about now or in the past or the masking or anything else. I'm talking about the future. She, they're talking about a new established culture, wearing a mask for life. Yep. Uh, they're, 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 they're talking about all sorts of things that are very different than what's upcoming. And this is another shutdown to avoid the conversation about the recession and talking about how uh, Donald Trump is the one who led us into this uh, situation that they're in. Uh, this is, in my opinion, this particular interview is ripe for opportunity for you and for I or anybody else who is uh, critical of the governor. Yeah, and I, I like your idea about the uh, 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 helping perpetuate their narrative because uh, Julia Goldberg talking about uh, you know checking in with our top health, public health scientists and you know where things stand and where things might be going forward. The more they can focus on that, the less they can focus on the fact that we've had the number one unemployment rate, the worst unemployment rate in the country five months in a, go, uh, in a row. Uh, Eddie, uh, I, I don't know if you want to move, move on to something else, but the I've been looking the last couple of days. We are the only media outlet, the Rock of Talk, 1600 KIVA, Talk.chat. We are the only media outlet in the entire state that I can document uh, that has di disclosed the fact that New Mexico, worst unemployment rate in the country, five months in a row. I've looked and I've looked and I've looked and no one else has reported it. Dowd, let's get to that report when we return. It's uh, the way that I, I think that you let it in, I think is one of your best ever and one of your shortest ever. Dowd, I would encourage you to do shorter and shorter articles with more, with more and more links. Uh, I tried to, uh, brevity is key. You know, my drama teacher always told me that, uh, anybody who was in speech uh, ever told me that, you know, being succinct and uh, being on top of things is just like, hey, if you can do it in a shorter amount of time, it's sort of like Twitter, right? 140 characters less. Uh, we want you to do it. Well, I do want to cover uh, today the inflation and then the currency crisis that is uh, uh, now inevitable. And then, uh, Dowd, one of the things that I didn't um, want to talk about is this article from the Epoch Times, Oklahoma City bombing anniversary, that, of course, today, ex-neo-Nazi with plot knowledge sits in female prison. There's a reason for that, and it's the fact that uh, he is now a she and is transgender. That is really interesting. We didn't mention that. Also, 26 governors, you mentioned this yesterday or two days ago, governors create the border strike force in the absence of federal leadership. I think that that's important. Hector Baldera is focused on, I don't know, something else. Um, 26 uh, border states, not including New Mexico. Remember, crime is at an all-time high. There's a reason for that, and it has everything to do with the fact that uh, we aren't doing enough to go ahead and protect our borders. And we just legalized it April 1st for the April Fools. What are we, 21 days into legalizing it? Apologize uh, for that wind. I'm trying to keep it off of me. Um, but uh, we should uh, definitely address uh, that as well. We need to be sealing our borders, ladies and gentlemen. You know Michelle Lujan Grisham isn't going to be doing that. we got to bring attention to that. Hopefully you will help us uh, do that. 550-5500 if you want to go ahead and text or call in this afternoon. Right here into the Kiva. 519 here on a Thursday afternoon. I'm Eddie Aragon. Dow 3000 with me. We've got uh, Eric producing the show back in the Kiva. Appreciate everybody uh, joining in. I'm 
broadcasting live from the uh, Bass Museum here on uh, South Beach in Miami, Florida. And glad to be here with you back and forth. Thanks, everybody, for listening. tell you i love prince and uh he is one of the greatest artists of all time no doubt about that i lost on this day at the age of 57 back in 2016 hard to believe it's been six years ago the greatest super bowl um halftime show of all time of course as i've told you guys before is of course uh, prince uh or prince rogers nelson to be exact you should look at how cute that kid was um when he was back in uh, minneapolis that's interesting uh, by the way evangelist dr james dobson is 86 today uh also Tony i think uh if i'm not mistaken eric played tony orlando yes uh, tie a yellow ribbon. Was there a reason for the uh, tie? A, uh, oh, yeah. It's because, and you know, the first person I saw in uh, New York City for a performance uh, was on July 4th. I believe it was, what, 2007, if I'm not mistaken. He was on the uh, NBC Today show. Well, back in 73, it started a four-week run at number one. That's right. On Ziegle Chart with tie a yellow ribbon around the old oak tree. Not a lot of people know what that's all about. Uh, the song was based on the true story of a prisoner who wrote his wife asking her to tie a yellow ribbon in the town square if she still loved him. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that yellow ribbon also has a lot to do with uh, their service, people's service in the armed forces. So you tie that yellow ribbon uh, for somebody that you love uh, who is serving in the armed forces. Am I correct on that doubt? I don't know if you could look that yeah, up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know I if the song it. was the origin of that, Eddie, but I remember, you know, the last couple of decades, it's become a really big thing to honor the veterans when they're home on the sub or home on the plane or wherever they're coming back from. Yeah, and if you love your uh, veteran, uh, sorry about that. I'm trying to get out of the wind here. It's, it's tough, um, but it, it's kind of stormy here on uh, South Beach, but I'm, I'm doing my very best. Uh, but uh, I believe that if you have someone who's serving in your family, uh, gold star, yellow ribbon around the old oak tree, that's what definitely what you want to do. And then uh, let's say um, happy birthday to Tony. Hey, Angela! Tony Danza, 71 today. There it is. Uh, 71 years young. Oh, the beautiful 
beautiful Amy McDowell, who's everybody's love interest uh, forever by way of, well, not eternity now, but because uh, you're living Groundhog Day for the rest of your life with Bill Murray on uh, February 2nd. And that, of course, is with uh, Andy McDowell at 64. James McAvoy. Why do I recognize that name, Doubt? Who is James McAvoy? He's a little British dude. He plays Professor X and all the X-Men prequels. Is he Doctor Strange? Is that no, who he is? No, 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 oh, no. That's uh, Cumber Cumberbund. Uh, that's, uh, Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. That's Cumberbatch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, okay. James McAvoy is young Professor X. All right, I got to buy those tickets. Don't forget to remind me. You're welcome to. Uh, if there's anybody, I, I it was it was a it was a, a toss up doubt for me between Doctor Strange and the D three thousand Dow three thousand. Yeah. So anyway, I hope you appreciate my level of humor there. Let's talk about inflation, uh, shall we? Five fifty fifty five hundred. If you want to go and call, and I'll get to your text uh, here. A lot of people texting in. A lot of people enjoying the fact that they're watching us here on South Beach. We are at another record pace for Rock of Talk TV and our bandwidth. I'm gonna have to start charging you guys. That's what I'm gonna have to do. We will do our full full third hour, which is gonna be all of our top ten links, uh, not just from today, but also from yesterday. So it's gonna be a fast and fur furious uh, third hour, including Dow's extra clicks that we're gonna uh, jump into. Um, and folks, I gotta tell you, I appreciate you guys texting me directly and trying to give me your recommendations down here in Miami or what you're connected to. I think that that's important. The Plymouth Hotel has been very very, very generous and very nice with us. Um, made some great connections. Met some Canadians, met some Oklahomans, uh, met some people from, let's see, where else have I done it? Oh, today I met some Chicagoans. Uh, Dowd, uh, you would be amazed at what I heard from this uh, woman and her uh, husband. Uh, I didn't realize they want to be first. It's in the uh, Evanston, Evanston area, I want to say, like uh, where Northwestern is, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. And they wanted to be the very first uh, place in the entire country to pass reparations. Yes, folks, there are places that wanted to do that. And uh, for some reason, Chicago, Illinois wanted to uh, get that done. And, oh, my gosh, she was all sorts of angry about that. She's listening to the show uh, right now, her and her husband. They're Northsiders, and the reason why you can tell they're Northsiders is because they have the Chicago Cubs logo. Uh, I've got my hooey hat on here. Boy, I don't know who's getting so excited, but it's noisy here. <laughs> There's so much activity, though. Uh, well, let's talk about uh, the in, uh, inflation, shall we, and the oncoming currency crisis. We will not be using the dollar for very much longer. Uh, I would probably say as the uh, staple of currencies around the world, uh, the the wait staff, uh, uh, let's see, I'm trying to think, Nando, Fernando, and his wife Maria, who are heading to Torino, uh, they're heading to Italy, uh, Didad Muska, um, very nice people, uh, they don't want to have kids, they don't want to bring kids into this world, but they're Argentinians, and uh, you think that the inflation is bad here, doubt, look up real quickly how bad the inflation is in Argentina. Now, what's really interesting about this story is, you guys might remember, uh, well, you probably don't remember because you don't know much about a Latin American economics like I do, but one of the uh, horrible things that Latin America has done over a long period of time is they've constantly sort of pegged their dollar to our dollar. And so the inflationary pressure in Argentina has like gone through the roof. It's crazy. So can you imagine paying, I don't know, plate of spaghetti, $6 one week, and then 
three months later, paying $15, $16. That's what's happening in Argentina right now. Uh, it's probably I'm exaggerating just a little bit, but I'm not too, too far off because yeah, I believe that the- I've got the numbers uh, from, uh, this is a report from March. Uh, Argentina's monthly inflation rocketed to 4.7% in February. The state statistics uh, agency said the grains producing country's annual inflation rate was already running at over 50% when Russia invaded the Ukraine. Uh, the monthly jump in February was well above the estimated 4%. The government has agreed to an economic plan as part of a $445 billion deal with none other than, of course, the International Monetary Fund. And they are targeting inflation of a mere 38% to 48% this year. Okay, so just imagine that for a second. So you think that you're in pain. Imagine if your paycheck, literally half of your paycheck disappeared right before your very eyes, before you even got through it. That's what they're dealing with. And these people are sending money home so that they can just get make, make sure that their family can continue to eat. Uh, Dowd, if you don't mind saying, what in uh, Italy, why might these people be going to Italy? What's happening in Italy right now in, in, as far as inflation uh, compared to the United States and Argentina? I mean, people are smart, folks, and they try to do what they can to survive. Now, what's happened in Italy... Italy has a low level of alcoholism. People don't drink. Every European, and I doubt, I think I sent this to you, um, every European country, with the exception of the Scandinavian countries and Italy, have higher levels of alcoholism than the United States. Imagine how bad it is here, and think about like how low it ha or <laughs> normal it is. In the inflation and the other economic uh, turbulences that are impacting other places aren't impacting certain other places. So people are traveling from place to place so they can try to alleviate uh, the level of inflation. Dowd, what are you finding in Scandinavia or it, uh, in Italy? What do you see? Uh, well, there's a Bloomberg report on uh, Italian inflation surging to 7% on energy prices stoked by war. It looks like uh, the Eurozone, wow, uh, it, it's not just Italy, it's the entire Eurozone. Well, you think... Uh, it's a global phenomenon, Eddie. I mean, I guess uh, everybody inflated as much as the United States did. <laughs> One of the things that's happening with uh, with Argentina and Italy is there's a lot of people in Argentina who speak a lot of Italian. So, Dad, let's talk about uh, currency. Let's talk about inflation. Let's talk about the latest reports that are coming out and why in about a year to a year and a half from now, we will no longer be relying on the dollar. Yeah, uh, there's a great piece. I, I put it in the Daily Blast today from uh, Reason, uh, the liber uh, Cosmotarian libertarians at uh, at Reason. And I think it's a good piece for those of us who don't like politics. We hate all politicians. We blame everybody for everything. And I think inflation is a, is a good example uh, of that. As they write, the roots of our inflation are numerous and they are disconnected from partisan narratives. Of course, Republicans want to blame everything on Joe Biden. Joe Biden wants to blame everything on Putin and the bad orange man. Uh, the signature achievement of the Biden administration, we can start with, we'll start with Biden because he's got plenty of blame. The American Rescue Plan uh, put more than uh, almost $2 trillion uh, into, uh, into the economy, five times more than what was needed in terms of making up for the lost output that would have happened under normal uh, conditions. And uh, Larry Summers, of all people, big big-time Democrat was sounding an alarm about uh, pumping an extra $2 trillion into that. Uh, but it wasn't signed until March 2021. The Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act 
yet another bill that didn't pass until last November. Uh, the spending will continue to go through that so-called infrastructure plan through 2026. More, more, more. Let's not forget the CARES Act. That was a bipartisan act, most expensive bill ever signed by Donald Trump. And, and uh, I, I'm quick to point out the good things of the Trump administration. Uh, on the spending side, the Trump administration was uh, absolutely atrocious. Uh, and as noted in this article, Trump spent extravagantly spending more in four years than what Obama spent in Eight years. Very, very, very uh, ugly. And I like this phrase because I think it summar summarizes things very, very well. Biden may be fanning the flames of inflation, but Trump collected the kindling and lit the match. And uh, of course, if there had been a Democrat president, Hillary Clinton probably would have done the exact same things, uh, the exact same thing. And let's not forget the role of the Federal Reserve. No president. You can't blame Biden uh, or uh, uh, Trump entirely for the Fed because presidents don't control interest rates. They don't control the dollars in circulation. And none other than Jerome Powell himself has said, he admitted uh, late last year, that the Fed has completely bungled the uh, inflation situation. So uh, we have very, very stupid people in government. Uh, I think a wise president once said uh, there's plenty which, of which by the way, which by the way include Donald Trump as you just mentioned. Yeah, and I yeah. think it should be stated he was not able to have the kind of foresight. So for all you Trumpers who are out there, you know, touting how wonderful he was, you just heard Dowd Muska explain the amount that he increased uh, the amount of money in the in the economy. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, I, let's not make this a partisan thing. Uh, let's just start electing better people because we have atrocious people in Washington. Uh, anybody with an ounce of, I mean, a couple of schmucks in Albuquerque on the radio saw all this coming, okay? And in Washington, we have the best of the best. We have our professional economists. We have our Harvard, Yale, Princeton grads. Uh, some of us maybe have a little more common sense than what's going on here. Uh, bottom line, Eddie, you know, in America, we want something for nothing. We've, we've wanted it that way for decades. That's how you get to have a $30 trillion national debt, uh, that people love their stimmy checks, and we're about to get our nice rounds of state-level stimmy. And as long as that oil keeps getting pumped down in the Permian Basin, maybe we'll be getting, we'll be getting more stimmy checks uh, until we grow up collectively as a people and uh, attain the level of maturity that recognizes you've got to pay your own way, you've got to work, and there's no such thing as a free lunch, uh, I don't think we're going to see inflation drop. We're not going to get a lot of relief anytime soon, I fear. I hope, but I think in reality, we know it's not going away. Yeah, I would uh, definitely agree with that. Uh, this from the Epoch Times, which, uh, you know, I think is pretty good, pretty reputable overall, but there is a lot of neocon aspects of it, I will say. It says risks for the U.S. dollar are mounting. Read this early uh, this morning. It says leaving market analysts to ponder whether greenback hegemony is coming to an end or merely facing hurdles that the currency will eventually overcome. Here's what it's saying. L listen to these numbers. These are incredible. Data from the IMF show that the U.S. dollar is the preferred currency. However, in the fourth quarter of 2021, the dollar represented 82.5% of the total international reserve currencies. However, here's the, here's the taker. Quarter over quarter, the dollar share of reserves dipped to $7 trillion. They believe the IMF's next COFR update will highlight an increase in the U.S. dollar due to renewed safe haven man. However, they have surged and the index has spiked about 10% over the last 12 months, it will probably decline by somewhere between 6 to 8%. The rise of the yuan, excuse me, the Chinese yuan, 
as well as the fact that uh, uh, India, Pakistan, and uh, China are all trading uh, for Russian energy, no longer in U.S. currency, but in, sorry for the, all the wind, but uh, actually trading now in um rubles. In recent years, China has been attempting to expand the usage of its yuan and the reach in regional transactions as Beijing expands its trade with other Asian countries. According to the figures from the Society for Worldwide Interbank Financial Telecom, its payments utilizing the yuan advanced to a record high of 3.2% of market share. By comparison, the dollar and the euro accounted for 40 and 36.5%, but it expect to increase the yuan to uh, for the future, expect the yuan to continue uh, to increase. So, uh, as one texture just text, uh, texted in, goodbye to the U.S. petrodollar looking forward. According to one analyst, what you're going to see in the future is a rollback, a risk management exercise that seeks to slowly and maybe just slightly reduce the dependence on the dollar from 100% down to 80% over the next year. The yuan is now the single largest threat to the West in nearly 50 years. They will attempt to take on the U.S. petrodollar or the U.S. dollar. So... Here's the uh, metaphor, the colorful imagery. Imagine if the Chinese government had access to every Tom, Dick, and Harry in America, and they have the ability to know where your bank account is. That's what they're doing with their digital currency going forward. According to uh, one person, they said they will know what your income is, they know what your digital currency is, they know what your digital footprint is. This is what will be happening over the next five to ten years. They don't expect to see them being used in cross-border trade in the immediate future, but it has a sluggish start, but despite that, by 2023, it will continue to have more and more market share. So the de-dollarization will continue, de-dowed Muska, and uh, more dependence on the ruble, more dependence on the Chinese currency will continue to be pervasive. And if you want to know the biggest investment in land here, the biggest investment in land in the United States of America, who's it done by? done by the Chinese. That is correct. So 550-5500. I'm uh, broadcasting live from South Beach. Look at that right there. Speaking about the scourge, this is uh, the statue of Carlos Finlay right there. Did not know that, but I'm trying to move from place to place. He discovered the transmission of yellow fever. There it is, Dowd. Wow. By the mosquito and made it possible to overcome such a terrible scourge. The world regards this Cuban scientist as a great benefactor of humanity. So you can see that all that right there. So anyway, I appreciate. Uh, uh, can you guys hear me pretty clear or or not? Uh, yeah, it's kind of in and out. I apologize uh, for that. I was trying to to make sure that uh, you guys can hear me. It's, it's a it's a tough one when when the tropical winds start coming in. But I'm doing my very best. Yesterday, it would have been impossible to do this broadcast. That's one of the reasons why I couldn't do it. Is we just had so much weather here. Just on curious, South Eddie, Beach. Uh, like, do, do they have indoors in Miami? Could, could you maybe go indoors? Uh, probably not. Uh, because I'm going to tell you why. That's a really, uh, I'm glad you pointed that out. The only way I could do it is actually in my hotel room. There's almost oh. no other way. And, you know, uh, just looking at a small, confined New York style apartment bed sure. just ain't, ain't going to work. I will tell you that uh, real estate is uh, pretty inexpensive here, uh, oh. folks. So. 
compared uh, comparatively speaking compared to places like arizona utah and texas it is uh, pretty inexpensive you can hear all that without any wind right okay good 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 i know you can hear that a lot better than than the other stuff that i was putting out we'll take a quick break back at right here in four on am 600 kiva abq.fm rockoftalk.com more when we return Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally, and you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Chris Napier here with Loan Depot the mortgage guy. As you look for the best ways to provide and protect for your family, the structure of your loans is critical. Your mortgage payment and its terms could be behind the curve. Let's ensure that when you're buying or refinancing your home, you have the best total cost. Call me at 505-710-2499 and MLS number 330093. Hi, I'm Walt Arnold with Sperry Van Ness. Do you own a business that's expanding? Are you outgrowing your space? Do you need a second, third, or even fifth location? Call my direct line now at 256-1255 or visit waltarnold.com. This is why people from all over go to JJ's Premier Tire and Services. This is Josefo from Santa Fe. 
I just blew a tire in my trailer. I was on my way to Albuquerque and I stopped at JJ's. So glad I did. The manager came over right away, quoted me an amazing price, and they had it in stock. No waiting. Within minutes, I had a new tire. Ready to go. I have a fleet of trucks and I've never received this kind of service from anybody. I'll be back. JJ's is your complete automotive repair center. From oil changes, brakes, alignment, air conditioning, to repairs on your engine to keep you safe on the road. JJ can do it. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. And we can service any car, light truck, or SUV. When we service your vehicle, we'll do it right. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Services on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. That's 821-5771. Get the Venturi Advantage today. The Venturi Realty Group's maximum marketing system is ready to get you top dollar for your home sale. That means the time has never been better to sell your home. When you choose the Venturi Advantage, you'll work with market experts who will work hard to get you the most. Their agents will go above and beyond to market your home, attract buyers, and work diligently to highlight all those hidden features about your home that you love. Don't miss out on this exciting time when Venturi Realty Group can help you maximize your home's value. And don't forget, they also offer a sell-as-is program as well as a guaranteed sold program. You're sure to find a Venturi program that suits your needs. Need a place to go after your home sale? Venturi Realty Group can help you find the perfect landing spot, not just in Albuquerque, but wherever you're headed. Unlock the true value of your home today with the top-rated number one team in New Mexico, Venturi Realty Group. Of course, an analysis of what your home could sell for in this market is always free. 505-448-8888. Get the Venturi Advantage today. That's 505-448-8888. Five forty nine here in the Kiva. Looks like uh, Eric is definitely on a Prince kick, like no other boy. <laughs> uh, he he loves that stuff. So here I am, like at the winds must be whipping around, like at about thirty miles an hour. This is about as good as I can get it without getting any sort of uh, wind or anything sort of coming in. So I'm going to allow Dowd sort of kind of uh, take over to a certain degree here. Uh, yeah, Prince on this day back in uh, 2016 lost his life at the age of 57 after fentanyl overdose. I've got a lot of texts. Let me get to those. Boy, it is loud here, folks. I, I, I really would love to be able to get in here, but... I mean, there's fights on the streets. There's just all. Can you hear all that behind me? Can you? <laughs> yesterday, well, two days ago, those people were getting into a, like a total fight. Look at these guys. I mean, oh, look, look at all that noise right there. Look at that. It just just won't shut up. Just keep. Don't they understand that someone's trying to do a radio uh, uh, shoot from the street? What's wrong with these people? Oh, sorry about that. Go inside, Eddie. So much noise on the line from the wind. Uh, I can barely hear you, but I'm still listening. Eddie, you go beyond InfoWars and cover certain verboten subjects. Few, few dare broach. I don't know about that. What do you think? Uh, maybe. 
Maybe that would be the case. And we'll have to see. Hopefully you guys can hear that. Eddie, the M- will MLG require all wedding attendees to wear masks and show proof of COVID jabs? Yes, Boy, what a point. what a great what a great question our our callers have. Four, what do you think about four, that? Four Dow? or five jabs. <laughs> <laughs> no, it. I think I think that that is actually worth discussing. It, I think since is, now we is. should definitely throw that out. So, yep. uh, any more any more responses to the gubernatorial stuff? Uh, gubernatorial candidates, you guys have six hours and nine minutes to get your answers. And any more responses? Uh, I will check my email right now. Uh, just to recap, ladies and gentlemen, we have five candidates, and we have received answers from only one. Uh, let's see. Let's uh, do a send and receive on the email. Eddie, there is nothing from a gubernatorial candidate waiting for me. Zilch. So right now we only have uh, Greg Zanetti. Um, I think Rebecca Dow asked for the questions again. Uh, those so were other than that. directly, by the way, directly to her. Yes. Okay. Uh, reporter, Dr. Disgrace, do you believe you're just a dumber version of Dr. Fauci? What a great question. What do you think about that? A That's question good, Julia though. Goldberg will never ask. <laughs> All right, this one coming in. Uh, brain development ending in year 25. Founders show again how smart they were in making the youngest age to hold office 30 and 25 uh, to the reps years old. Your nice thoughts on that? Call back. Nice call back to the founders. Uh, that is uh, pretty good. Let's see. Matt checks in. MLG getting married by heels up. Better than blaspheming uh, Catholic parish, I guess. Oh, that is actually pretty. I like that, Dow. Yeah, yeah. Got to agree. Well, in order for her to get married, she'd actually have to, for those who've been married in the Catholic Church, you'd actually have to get your marriage annulled in order to do that. So you can't do that. Is Steve Pierce giving her a way to consummate the satanic union? That's fun stuff. (laughs) We got the best. We got the best people. We, we actually do have the best people. Hey, Dowd, how about a story to wrap up the hour? How about we go to uh, your release from yesterday? Yeah, this is a quick hit, folks. Uh, very, very quick. Uh, not a lot of, you know me, I'm the policy wonk, and I get a little uh, verbose at times. Uh, we are the only media outlet, uh, the only uh, media outlet in New Mexico that I can find uh, who has told you the truth about our unemployment right now. What the federal government does, and this gets kind of crazy when you're trying to compare data across months, the feds will go back and they'll revise their numbers. Uh, you might hear that in news updates. You say, like, oh, the revised figure for quarterly GDP is this or that. When you go back and look at the revised numbers and you have to go back and check the revised numbers if you actually know what you're doing as a policy analyst, sometimes uh, trends start to develop that weren't there initially. According to the revised numbers, November, December, January, February, March, last two months of 2021, first three months of 2022, New Mexico has stood alone with the worst unemployment rate in the country. 5.9% in, uh, uh, 6% in November. Uh, December was 5.9, January 5.9 again, no improvement. February, a little improvement at 5.6, March uh, at 5.3%. By way of comparison, our neighbors are knocking it out of the park. Utah tied for lowest unemployment rate with Nebraska at 2%. Uh, next up, we have Oklahoma at 2.7%, a, a top, I think that's, they're a top 10. Uh, Arizona, very interesting, 3.3. Colorado, 3.7. And Texas, 4.4. Let me give you the numbers on the national rate. Again, our rate last month, 5.3. The national rate, 3.6. The rate for our five uh, border states all lumped together, even lower than the national rate at 3.2%. We are the only people 
to have documented this uh, for you, ladies and gentlemen. And if you go to rockoftalk.chat, I walk you through the last 25 months of unemployment rates. We compare the national figure to the border states figure to New Mexico's figure. And it's a pretty grim, grim graphic. And we're the only ones who have that data, ladies and gentlemen. It's why you should subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Dowd, very quickly, when we're starting to look at these unemployment numbers, and uh, yesterday I forecast, and I think I was right in doing so, in that New Mexico can only improve and the other places can only unimprove. And I think, remember, we have a two-year, I made the prediction, I want to repeat it again here on our air so that we have that. There's a reason why I did that. So I think that we need to talk about just exactly why New Mexico is going to get in a better position and it's better prospects for Michelle Lujan Grisham to get reelected. I don't know that any of our gubernatorial candidates are actually paying attention to that, but I'd like to kind of get your follow-up 24 hours or excuse me, 48 hours after talking about that point. Uh, well, Eddie, you are the contrarian, and uh, I think it's it's interesting. I mean, certainly when you talked about people uh, filling up in the hot performing states and eventually making their way to New Mexico because it's one of the places where you can afford uh, afford to live. Uh, of course, that's not true in Santa Fe, but there's a lot of there's a big part of New Mexico that's not Santa Fe. Uh, it's interesting, Eddie. It's interesting. Um, the thing that pres- and you, you'll see on this graph, if you go to our website, you'll see that for the first few months of the coronavirus uh, lockdown, not, not the pandemic, the pandemic lockdown policies, not the same things, uh, New Mexico was well below the national average uh, for uh, unemployment. So our border states, it shot up uh, nationally. It shot up, what, over 14% at one point. But then what happens is that peak you know, the, the peak is attained elsewhere and it drops dramatically where New Mexico just sort of kicks along at a, at a lousy rate. We have so much government employment. The Mercatus Institute figured out a couple of years ago that we have more uh, government contractor and government employee employment than any other state. We are number one in the country. And I guess if you don't care about fiscal responsibility, you could say, well, that's great for New Mexico. Uh, well, it, it is and it isn't. We can shield ourselves a little bit against those kind of downturns. But the long run picture is, it's not a place of opportunity. And, and as I put in the piece, I, I kind of went into a, a, a little harangue, uh, addiction to welfare, political corruption, a Byzantine tax system, no right to work law, out of control, green regulations, terrible workforce quality, highest dropout rate in the country, uh, not to mention our crime problem. It, we're still going to look pretty grim, Eddie, uh, on a lot of other factors. So uh, we'll, we'll, we're going to find out eventually. Uh, we live in interesting times, as I like to say. Well, uh, uh, very quickly, Dowd, I just want to address one thing that uh, we didn't really talk about and nobody is talking about, and certainly nobody in the media locally is talking about, but uh, 26 governors create a border strike force in the absence of federal leadership. Uh, And here's what's happened. These group of governors signed a memorandum of understanding, pledging to work together to serve as a force multiplier to target cartels and criminal networks. Why isn't Michelle Lujan Grisham, why isn't anybody local, why have none of the gubernatorial candidates jumped on board with that as of yet uh and this the group includes arizona and texas two border states and both our neighbors as well as alabama alaska arkansas you know west virginia wyoming all the way to the very end in the absence of federal leadership states are partnering together to create the american governor's border strike force to disrupt and dismantle trans transnational criminal organizations by increasing collaboration improving intelligence investing analysis combating human smuggling and stopping the drug flow in our states michelle lujan grisham should understand if crime is her number one issue that she should be the lone 
lone Democrat governor to sign on board with this, Dowd. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, and Eddie, if we, maybe in the next hour we can get into uh, the attack by a Las Cruces uh, uh, city councilor against Mark Ronchetti for making a commercial about the border issue because obviously Ronchetti's got polling. His polling numbers probably show that it's important to New Mexicans. That's why he's doing an ad on it. Of course, he's being attacked by one of the left-wing city councilors in Las Cruces. So kind of an interesting issue there. If I'm not mistaken, I believe that we have a caller holding very quickly. Eric, if you don't mind, you can, if they're still holding, bring them in uh, if you can. Are, are they still there? Caller, you're yes, on. Here. Caller, go ahead. You're talking about the spinning checks, correct? Okay, well, we were about 45 minutes ago. You want to jump in on another topic? We got to hit the top of the hour. Uh, put Dave on hold. We Folks would have other calls. We we love having Dave. No, no mistake about it. It's not a function of us having less listeners, but uh, Dave loves to uh, call in. So, but we do appreciate when uh, people actually uh, call and stay on topic. We're going to do hour three. You and me. The Dowd makes three three thousand. We're going to race through all the topics of the day. We appreciate everybody tuning in right here in the Kiva on AM sixteen hundred KIVABQ dot FM Rockoftalk dot com. Stay tuned, everybody. Hour three up next. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. Alec Baldwin's attorney claims a report that said the movie Rust violated workplace safety procedures clears his client. New Mexico is issuing a nearly $140,000 fine for the accidental shooting that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Baldwin was rehearsing with a prop gun when a bullet killed Hutchins and injured the movie's director. Baldwin's attorney says the report exonerates Baldwin. New York City Mayor Eric Adams is defending his plan to get the homeless people off the streets in New York. Mayor Adams saying it's not a so-called sweep. Many people see it as this is an opportunity to go back home to family members, find alternative ways of living. Uh, now that we're saying this is not dignified. Adam says several people have decided to take safe haven beds or turn to the shelter system, but didn't give an exact number. You're listening to USA Radio News. 
Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroot. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top 10 most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. SpaceX is marking another successful launch from Florida's Space Coast. The private company on Thursday afternoon launched a Falcon 9 rocket carrying 53 Starlink satellites into low Earth orbit. One of the Republican candidates for governor is speaking out in New York. Former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani and his gubernatorial candidate's son Andrew held a press conference about the issues facing New Yorkers. They say job one is to stop the corrupt Democrats currently running New York. I believe that most Republicans in this state realize that we have to reform the state. It can't operate the way it's operating now at two and a half times the budget of Florida. We have a governor who's doing a stadium that's going to end us costing us $4 billion because it benefits our husband. Take a look at the family members of these Democrats and how much money they get, and you'll get an idea of the corruption that goes on. The gubernatorial primary in New York is June 28th. From the West Coast USA Radio News Bureau, I'm Lance Pry. The NCAA is adding an appeals process for targeting calls that are made in college football games. Targeting is defined as when a player takes aim at an opponent for purposes of attacking with forcible contact that goes beyond making a legal tackle. Players who are ejected in the second half of a game can now appeal the ruling. The NCAA will also investigate teams that are awarded an injury timeout through deceptive actions. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. You don't sit behind a desk every day to earn a
606 in the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Ragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 600 KIB, ABQ.FM, rockoftalk.com. We love to turn you on, turn you on to all the things that we're paying attention to. You can do so at Rock, Roku TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV. Uh, easy downloads. I mean, so easy. My parents are doing it. Don't forget, you can uh, catch us on our apps at rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, as well as rockoftalk.chat. Hour three, you and me, the doubt makes three. 3,000 uh, here in the Kiva. I want to do a quick update on everything with regard to the virus because there's some tomorrow when I jump a plane to get back into uh, our old haunts in the 505. Uh, I'm hearing, and I was talking to some uh, some uh, cool people, a couple from Lucerne, Switzer, uh, Lucerne, Switzerland. Apparently, if you're going to travel to Switzerland, ladies and gentlemen, you can do so in one day. Uh, but if you're going to go to Vienna, it takes about three to four days. And if you're looking at Zurich, uh, that's about two to three days. So an entire week if you want to kind of go through Austria and Switzerland and uh, that area. So it was kind of an interesting conversation I was having with you. I couldn't figure out what they were talking about the entire time. Doubt. So I have something I have to tell you. Okay. I got a confection here in the Kiva. It's going to be hilarious. You ready? So I've, you know, done, you know, pretty well. I'm not going to call it a diet, but I've done a pretty. So the guy. You know, he's been there for like three or four days, and I've been re- I've been reading like crazy. Like, me and my Kindle, we're best friends forever now. I just, I just, it's it's been really good. Um, so when I told him my age, I said I'm 47. He says, "Oh, no, you look pretty good for 47." And uh, I did what go out and buy. I don't want to say a speedo, but a drawstring sort of uh, bikini-looking uh, thing. Because if you're gonna live, right, you might as well try to pull it off. And I figured, you know, I got to work on the uh, deep tan and the reading and all the other catching up that I've got to do. And uh, you know, it's been some time since I've really took a vacation. Believe it or not, I know you guys all think that I vacation all the time, but I don't. This is not vacation. We still got to work. Uh, but long story short, uh, it was really funny because when he made a comment like that i was like oh that guy is the one guy who actually about and it wasn't a woman it wasn't it was a man who was validating like hey the hard work that i've actually put in he said no 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 not like that he said i, I don't mean like that i'm like oh okay <laughs> so anyway we got the european europe european feel and you can even even right up to my scooter and the old sling here we're kind of uh, i'm confessing maybe a little bit a wee too much but that's okay but we did talk a lot about um covid and the shutdown there are absolutely no restrictions at all in zurich where they're at they live in zurich and um they also talk about uh, lucerne which is a place that they frequent uh, quite a little bit and um so i want to talk about poland and an article today this i thought was so good it talks about Poland refusing Dowd to accept or pay for more deliveries of the COVID-19 vaccine under the European Union supply contract. They're wow. being forced by the EU, Dowd, to accept a billion-dollar contract that they have to buy and continue to buy. Poland, alongside other EU members have been receiving doses of the supply contracts between the European Commission and the vaccine manufacturers such as Biotech, Pfizer, and Moderna. Poland's biggest supplier is, is, is Pfizer. Poland has seen lower vaccine uptake than most. Okay, now I'm going to give you the numbers here momentarily. Before I do so, what Poland has been doing is Poland has been a net giver 
of the vaccines that they've been receiving and then they've been redistributing uh forever now here's the here's the thing with and we know about poland poland doesn't have immigration does anybody is anybody aware of this i don't know that anybody's really aware of, of poland about how they don't accept immigrants like germany and other you know scandinavian countries the value of the contract to poland to the end of 2023 with one producer was worth more than six billion zlotys that's what they use in in poland which is 1.4 billion dollars okay over 2 billion for the supply in 2022 pfizer said its agreement over the supply of its covid 19 vaccine in the eu was with the eu commission here's what they're doing this is this is what's crazy the EU is trying to force Poland to accept these dosages and take in the contracts and pay for it. And they're trying, guess what? They're going to try and sue the country. They're going to try and sue them to go into it. Member states are bound by their contractual obligations, but the commission, of course, understands the difficult position that Poland's in and will continue to facilitate the discussion between the Polish government and the company in order to find a pragmatic solution, according to the European commu uh, uh, Commission. 59% of the population has been vaccinated two doses. 31% has received a booster shot. That compares to the, here's the EU average. If anybody's looking for a place to go, it's Poland, folks, or maybe Zurich. That compares to the average of 72.5% vaccinated by the EU across 29 different countries with two doses, and nearly 53% have received a booster shot. That is according to Reuters, folks. That's what's happening. This is why we have to expand your horizons, because I get to talk to a nice couple that's having a, a poolside conversation about COVID in the pool. There it is. There's the number. <laughs> wow. Isn't that fascinating? I thought that would be a little well, bit fascinating. I also find it uh, fascinating, Eddie, that the uh, Politico, the literally the publication Politico, they have a European uh, uh, edition, and their headline is, Poland reneges on coronavirus vaccine contracts. Uh, and they, uh, if you actually skip the, the headline and go down into the body of the article, uh, Warsaw has informed the European Commission and the vaccine suppliers uh, that it was invoking a force majeure clause in the procurement contract and would uh, refuse to pay, to both pay for or take delivery of further doses. Well, if there's a force majeure clause in the procurement contract, then maybe they're not reneging. Maybe they're just abiding by the contract and using a legitimate way to get right. out. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. Well, the other thing is they don't need to be spending uh, $1.4 billion on the next uh, fleet of dosages to a company. And when you're mandating this stuff and these companies are already failing, let's not forget Moderna. Let's not forget these other companies right now whose stock is failing because people are refusing to take it. But you're forcing the country to actually do this. You're forcing them to create some sort of market opportunity. And that's not a market. If people aren't taking it, don't let that. They don't have to be forced to take it. Now, remember, speaking of the masks and the uh, vaccinations, the Justice Department is appealing the transportation mask mandate ruling. Can you believe that Joe Biden's government is deciding to go ahead and do this uh, type of thing? Doubt. 
<laughs> yes, I can. <laughs> We've reached that level. I'll believe anything. <laughs> well, there's very few and far between in terms of the people who are actually uh, holding uh, to that. So it's, it's very interesting. According to U.S. District Judge Catherine Kimball, uh, they they directed the CDC on April 18th to reverse the policy nationwide. The Trump appointee ruled that the CDC mask mandate on planes, trains, and other public transportation exceeded the agency's statutory authority. The chances of that being, I think, removed over the next 15 days are zero to none. They're going to be in the same exact position. And here's the one legacy that Donald Trump left behind. What was that? It was all his uh, political appointees and his judicial appointees, and they can rule on these things. And I doubt it's going to go anywhere different than that. Uh, uh, Speaking of uh, the CDC and all of the investigations, the Wuhan lab and everything, I think I'm putting my my hat the wrong way. There we go. Hopefully you guys can see me okay. Um, According to uh, an article, Secret Files uh, in the Wuhan lab under its partnership with U.S. National Lab are allowed to be destroyed. So we may never get to the bottom of what actually happened in terms of the Wuhan lab. A memorandum of understanding uh, was issued and the Galveston National Laboratory at the University of Texas makes it obligatory for each of the two labs to delete quote unquote secret files at the Wuhan lab, ladies and gentlemen. So for those of you hoping that we're gonna get to the bottom of what happened in in Wuhan, uh, the chances that that happening are next to nothing. It's almost like the Hunter Biden case. These are things that are going to get destroyed uh, rather quickly. But another follow-up uh, to that, a CDC launching a new disease outbreak forecasting center. Yep, they're going to try and keep up the pressure. And finally, on the flip side of that, CDC assessing whether or not a mask mandate is still needed after the ruling. So CDC is now looking into that uh, as well. So that's all the latest on the the virus, the vaccines, and a little a bit of a European update uh, as well. 550-50-500. That's 550-50-500. Dow, let's race through all the news for the last two days that uh, we've been missing over at rockoftalk.chat. Yeah, uh, well, uh, we could start just about anywhere, but let's start with, uh, let's see, one of my favorite topics. <laughs> uh, we have South Valley Pride Day. That's back. That's that, that's good. Uh, interesting piece, uh, a shortage of cadavers at the anatomy lab. Uh, this is actually half-decent journalism by KUNM. Uh, do you want to volunteer your body for medical study? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm technically listed as an organ donor, uh, but I guess this article caught my attention, Eddie, because they're saying that uh, the, because of the COVID pandemic, uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, they blame any problem on the COVID-19 pandemic uh, as if people in positions of, of, of power had no, no role in that. Uh, I, I picked this story out for Eddie because I just this one was just unbelievable. Uh, city reminds residents that you can't just smoke weed wherever you want. Uh, this is an official news release, official news release uh, from the city of the Crosses, the city of Las Cruces. Kind of a happening little place down there. I, I, I kind of like Las Cruces. It's uh, kind of a funky place, although their ideology and politics are truly awful. Uh, the city of Las Cruces reminds cannabis consumers that while the unofficial 420 International Pot Smoking Day is tomorrow, uh, that was the day, day before, of course, they didn't issue this on time, uh, there are still rules regarding outdoor and public consumption. Several Las Cruces businesses have expressed interest in conducting special events to celebrate the unofficial cannabis holiday, but those too must adhere to the laws. Uh, Special events are allowed under the temporary uses section of the municipal code, but public and outdoor consumption of that Mary Jane, that ganja, is still not allowed. Uh, Violations can carry a misdemeanor charge and a $50 
fine. I mean, my God, I thought it was just, you know, I thought we were open and free and good to go. And, but yeah, it's, I guess that's where we are. Okay. Uh, what I also wanted to get to. All right. Was, now, so wait, 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 let me jump in on this very quickly. This sir. morning, as I'm reading the Albuquerque journal, by the way, I'm reading it at uh, what, 4am your time. So I, I jump into that and it's kind of interesting because, you know, again, the Albuquerque journal was spiking the football and celebrating and saying, Oh, it was our like emancipation day. They didn't say that, but they, of course, did you read the front page of the Albuquerque journal? Just the level of propaganda <laughs> BS that's coming out of it. It's, it's just incredible. Yeah. And, and, and listen, I, you know, again, I'm not a war on drugs guy. Just because it's legal now, ladies and gentlemen, does not mean that you should be out smoking in a public and celebrating this weed culture. I sent Eddie that picture of the guy who waited till midnight and down in Las Cruces. I had a big picture of him with his arms up, greatest day of his life. He could go buy legal weed. You know, for 90 years, we haven't really demanded or expected more from New Mexicans. Just because it's legal doesn't mean you have to celebrate the drug culture. Booze has been legal my whole life. I'm a teetotaler. I just don't drink. Uh, okay, so that's where I'm coming from. Um, I'm still not convinced at, at reimposing prohibition, Eddie, but New Mexico is not is not comporting itself well, is not comporting itself uh, rationally and responsibly with the weed. And uh, what a way to telegraph to investors and entrepreneurs that you're not a serious state than to have picture after picture of lines around the clock right. people looking to go get weed, okay? Just because it's legal doesn't mean you have to celebrate it and think this is the best thing that ever happened to your state. So I still think, you know, I still hold right. my position against the war on drugs. I think it's ineffective. I think prohibition is a bigger problem than the drugs themselves. Mm. But can we just grow up New Mexico? We've been a state for, you know, over a century. Can we grow the hell up? Well, let me say something, uh, do you think that I could actually bring a lawsuit to the city of uh, Las Cruces if they say masks are no longer required, but maybe I have an allergy towards pot, if that thing can, that can even happen? And they're, they're again, they're no longer requiring masks now. Right. And they're saying that you can pretty much, you know, smoke whatever you want. There will be a penalty, but it's important for it. I mean, we're sort of at the crossroads of a number of different things happening all at once and i think um you know th this is all kidding aside I, I think i'm you know serious about this i think there's a public health element to all this do you children do you want if children are using filtration uh public transportation want them ingesting any level of she do you know what is safe uh could you know people are blowing smoke and you're actually having to remind people hey don't smoke in public places down i mean your thoughts on that i know that you said that you're personally totaler but you say if people want to go ahead and do what they want to do these are public spaces i believe that um there is a certain level of liability that the city of albuquerque the city of las cruces any city that uh decides not to enforce these types of things which are now a danger we know that uh, with what 25 in terms of you know finding molding people's sexuality 21 22 in terms of molding people's chemical dependence alcohol and and dependence. i mean these are real things i mean if i were mayor of the city I would, I would say you are not allowed and you won't in jail if you smoke on any public transportation we know right now that people are smoking on city corners and they're smoking on uh, probably city buses and any transportation yeah, I mean, Eddie, I think about you as a, as a father of young boys, and in America, we don't really have all that many children anymore, but they still exist. Uh, having to explain when my nephew, who's Mr. Adult now, 
legal adult, uh, you know, explain to a four and a five year old, uh, what's that smell? Why are those people acting that way? Uh, I would love to see the media actually do what the media should be doing, which is present all sides of an issue. I have a link going out in the Daily Blast. It was it, it, it was published by the Las Cruces paper, but it relates to the whole state. And the, the, the headline is, high sum, haha, <laughs> so funny, of recreational and medical cannabis sales recorded across New Mexico on 420. Uh, boy, have they been pretty one-sided on this, celebrating all the economic development alleged economic development benefits of this, and have they been awfully silent uh, about the negative consequences? I, I I can't say they haven't, they've avoided it entirely, Eddie, because I think I've seen one or two headlines about we still need to negotiate what impairment is on the road. But, you know, what about the people who, are they going to profile the people who've been addicted to marijuana and thrown their lives away? If that's part of the marijuana story, are they going to profile what do parents, how are parents talking to their kids about marijuana now that recreational marijuana is legal and kids are going to encounter it and hear people talking about it and smell it more? Uh, these stories. Well, Jolene Gutierrez Kruger be covering this. Will she be looking at the human side and the cost and maybe the fact that this woman also lost her, her child during a concert to a drug overdose? Is, uh, would Jolene uh, Gutierrez like to talk about her son's uh, experimental usage of, of drugs? I think, you know, this. she gets the front page of the paper by parked at least once, uh, if not twice a week, uh, at minimum. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this. if there's anybody that we want to hear from, we want to hear about Jolene Gutierrez-Kruger and her fight with, um, you know, with, with Lee. I mean, we need to get her on the, the right side of things here. Well, Eddie, there's a book that was written by someone I've come to greatly admire named Alex Berenson, who's been a a true journalist on the COVID front. But before he got involved in COVID, he wrote a book about marijuana. And it's not a a complimentary book. And it's something that those of us who oppose the war on drugs and think it's been a disaster, just like prohibition was, uh, I've got to buy that book at some point because I'm willing to listen to the other argument. uh, And, you know, from what I've seen exhibited in New Mexico the last couple of weeks, uh, there's a downside to uh, this potential uh, economic upside. And uh, I do think about your little boys. And what do you tell the boys about uh, a, a media that is, if not promoting it, than at least uh, celebrating the economic benefit without exploring the deeper things. If I'm not mistaken, Berenson lays out an argument that that weed really is sort of a gateway drug, and a lot of people do transition to the harder stuff, which is even more dangerous. And, I, and come to think of it, Jolene, uh, our, our our beloved Jolene, in that Wall Street Journal profile, didn't didn't she say something like, "Oh, I didn't worry about my son because he he was just smoking weed, and so I didn't think that was any kind of risk." And then he ends up dying of a heroin overdose. So, uh, gateway. For some people, certainly. Uh, well, I, uh, she's amazingly insolent, and um, you know, as most writers and journalists are, I appreciate your neck for deciding that you're willing to listen to the other side. Alex Berenson is actually somebody now that you remind me uh, that I talked about years ago, uh, and I talked about him with regards to the reaction. I would urge you, uh, D. Dowd Musk, get uh, two things: one, number of uh, regrettable, you know, older. Age uh, gentleman who decided, or other users of, of drugs who decided at, at some point to decide not to use it because they couldn't remember what they had done, what they how they had lived their lives, and literally lost years, ten you know, decades of their lives. And I think that that's an important thing. And I think the flip side of that uh, also look at Berenson's um, studies into uh, psychiatrists to also know about this uh, about the unbelievable. Um, uh, unbelievable. And these people are. So- what is it? 
up these people here in Miami. They just like all of a sudden see somebody uh, talking and talk even louder. Uh, it's just unbelievable. Sorry, if I'm going to have to back out into this. Uh, so I apologize for that. Like, I'm looking any place so I can just do the show, and it's impossible as I'm making my point. I mean, this guy walks out with his, and like he sees me talking, and he literally like talks in my computer so i apologize for that okay so the other point i was going to make with regard to all experience and alex does this really uh important into the and they're not the exceptions it's becoming more and more the case that there are these super reactive people towards pot that have um these events these storms that happen see in, in alex's studies he looks at it as like okay so the age component is so incredibly hot doubt the t isn't like the thc like 10 15 20 right. 30 years ago days, i mean yeah. the thc is so high and it has such a high impact on these people that these people have psychological events where they turn violent angry and even uh I, dare I say murderous and they blow out and they don't remember. So THC does have the ability to impact certain people. So I would urge you to, to look at that doubt because that's a real thing. And for anybody who's ever encountered or gone through that, and certainly psychiatrists and psychologists have, um, they would understand that uh, entirely. 550-5500. That's 550-5500. You're not talking enough, ladies. Thank you. Um, let's continue here. Jesus. This is unreal. Like, I, it's like uh, everyone thinks that they're the center of the universe. And when I say it's G-E-E-Z-U-S, even when I spell it out to you. Hey, guys, it's the Slippery Slope Gateway drug. Let's see. And that weed crap has happened in New Mexico. F. Gruesome. F. Wuhan Grisham. Uh, I agree with that. Let's see. What else we've got here? Uh, Eddie, you're hilarious with your shorts. Poland. Oh, here we go. My boss is a boss. Business owners calls Albuquerque a business desert. Well, I would agree with that. Uh, when the Fed shirk, governors do the work. Ooh, I like that. That's mm-hmm. that's actually good. What do you think about that little thing? I like Look it. Beautiful like that it. hotel. Jackson is like behind me. <laughs> oh, when the, when the Fed shirk, governors go to work. Uh, Alex out. Baldwin to the, to the White House. <laughs> That's right, yeah. <laughs> because our time has come. Uh, let's see, Alec Baldwin uh, bears some liability for the shooting, in my humble opinion. You don't have to worry about him bearing some liability. Uh, he is getting, he is going to, uh, Alec Baldwin may never work again, to be honest. Poland is bullied by the EU and therefore German millions of Ukrainians now. Um, that they have millions of Ukrainians. In fact, uh, now that I've got some maps on the web that I need to share with you. It's kind of incredible. But Russia has taken over. So a lot of people think that Ukraine has won. If you if you overlay, and this is incredible, Dowd, if you overlay the energy-rich areas of the Ukraine with the places that Russia has overtaken, what do you think Russia's overtaken? Hmm. What territories do they control? All the oil-producing areas of Ukraine, they are not interested in the wasteland uh, that is not mined and cultivated. Uh, for so that. You're, saying they, incredible? you're saying they took over not, the, uh, the, the wind turbines and the solar panels, right? That, that part of Ukraine. Yes, that's what they're mentioning. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, the, the wind helps my wind turbines. 
Yes, uh, we become richest country in world, and we trade. We trade the vin verbals rubles. Um, this Wody boy, people like that. Let's see. is already going to pot due to deadly crime rate, homelessness, poor economy, and now marijuana. Does this mean that people can smoke pot at concerts? Yes, it does. They will, and it will not be enforced. Everywhere you go, where pot go to places like Las Vegas, smoke it, and they don't care, and nobody is there to enforce it. That's the whole entire thing. What about driving? How will it be handled legally? Why do you think I'm riding a scooter right now? I'm riding a scooter because I'm not about to get anywhere. I'm not about to endanger. My biggest, you know how I'm ultimately going to die? Someone's going to run over me. I, I've been looking at scooters, and I was looking at a scooter uh, earlier today, and the scooter like 50 miles an hour. I'm like, there's no way in hell I'm going to go 50 miles an hour. What I will do is I'll go 20 to 25 miles an hour, and as long as I can ride the sidewalk, and I don't have to get a little license for it, I can go in and out of the sidewalks, and I don't have to register it, then I think that I'm totally fine. Um, that's what I do need a license to ride those. Um, sadly, liberals are desperate for votes at any cost. Yes, absolutely anything. Let's see. Fellow, great in that uh, you guys present today. Is there a fire towards Santa Fe? Doubt out there. Is there a fire towards Santa Fe? Does anybody know? Uh, let me check. I, there was a report uh, on Eric, one Eric, of the Cook's Eric fire. might know the answer to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that's up north. That's, it. Oh, that's up in uh, Las that's Vegas. More, no, that's Mora County. Yeah. Oh, that's uh, funny. Scooter bro. No, I'm going to. Yeah, no, I'm going to ride the scooter. There's no doubt about it. Just from going place to place. Do we have a caller holding? Please tell me it's not one day or the other. Eric. There's David, no caller you know? holding Thank you. Appreciate. It. Yeah, I gotta tell you, I'm not exactly excited to make any calls, uh, given you know what we got late. I don't know about you, Dad. I don't know how you feel. We have yet to broach that subject. Five fifty, fifty five hundred. So, Santa Fe Police initiated Operation Northern Lights. What is that about, Dad? You included that in the uh, top ten. Well, I mean, this is something that is kind of going under the radar. Hector Balderas has been releasing a lot of, uh, issuing a lot of press releases on this in terms of retail theft. Uh, in Santa Fe, they're calling it Operation Northern Lights. Uh, the three-week operation shopping cart, which focused on the retail theft in the Cerrillos Road business district. Uh, again, this is kind of, it's fallen below the radar. It's, it's been sub rosa, but a lot of retail outlets are facing this kind of nightmare. Uh, effective April 18th, so that was a couple days ago, uh, Operation Northern Lights began. It's going to run uh, all the way into, well, into June, I guess. Officers will be staffed daily for the operation with the primary focus on the downtown area. They will be focusing on commercial burglaries, criminal damage to property, quality of life issue, larcenies, and other property-related crimes. Uh Hey, I'm glad you're doing your job, Santa Fe. But uh, these, these problems—they don't—they didn't have, they didn't. The conditions that creating these kinds of problems did not happen overnight. Uh, this has been going on a long time, Eddie. And uh, I think it's another reason New Mexico is not perceived as a great place to set up businesses when they have to make public announcements about, oh, we're actually going to be enforcing the law. So, am I to understand that you think, and I think, which I do. That they're just doing this sort of like a, uh, a midterm election year type of push, and for the gubernatorial thing, I mean, it seems to me like this is something that Lujan Grisham happens to be pushing for, saying we're doing more and more things at a local level. There's really nothing here that's new. If she was really serious about crime, 
wouldn't she just be enforce, enforcing border security? I mean, here, after all, um, on, um, what is it, Prince's uh, death anniversary uh, to fentanyl, I mean, imagine preventing all that those Chinese and ridiculous for that it comes from I mean, Chinese drugs that are coming into the United States are by way of the Mexican cartels. Mm, yeah, yeah. Well, it's election year. Time to crack down on crime in New Mexico. <laughs> oh, there it is. Uh, uh, by the way, we are now currently here uh, with five hours and 26 minutes left before the gubernatorial candidates have to get the rest of their, and there will be nothing taken in 1202, so we probably say that. All right, let's talk about the Russ movie I heard at the top of the hour with Alec Baldwin. Uh, Dowd, Russ movie productions issued a full citation for the avoidable death on set. I believe it's to the tune of $170,000, Alec Baldwin, I think, is going to be personally liable. If this goes through and this goes up, I believe it's for thousands of dollars, but for millions of dollars. Yeah, I mean, this is a state action, so it's not the 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 estate of the poor woman who passed away as a result of this incident. But uh, this is, of course, the environment department. And you think what? What is the Environment Department involved in this? But uh, their Occupational Health and Safety Bureau, OHSB, is part of the Environment Department. It's not a separate entity. So they released uh, the issue, this press release. As Eddie said, it's $136,793 civil penalty, according to the state, the highest level of citation and maximum fine allowable by state law. And the, the judgment was against Rust Movie Productions, LLC, which, if I'm not mistaken, Alec Baldwin is uh, one of the... Uh, owners of that company. And Eddie, it just seems to me, uh, you know, the family's pressing a civil case against Baldwin. Now they have the state's imprimatur, ba-boom, uh, when they take it to a jury in the civil case, not a criminal case, but when they try to get damages from Alec Baldwin and the other investors in, in this film, which I, I guess is never going to happen now, boy, it sure is going to help that plaintiff's counsel when they can cite the fact that the state imposed, in the words of the state, the, quote, highest level of citation and maximum fine allowable by state law. Um, I try not to wish too many people ill, but Alec Baldwin's one of the most worst people I've, I'm aware of. So uh, hard to hard to drum up any sympathy for Mr. Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, Dowd. I appreciate everybody uh, tuning in as always. We got a lot of good compliments. Today. I got to thank you. You know, I know what like worse of uh, would you say we're groundbreaker, Dowd, in terms of the way we try to do it's not just you, me. I mean, the thing that we do is kind of this pretty. You should see the mix that I'm It's okay. really, really wonderful. I, I appreciate how wonderful you guys are. Um, um, okay, let's finally. Henrik Tours, the uh, Harrington Reaffirmation Center. of uh, some guy by the name of Cycloconis, a strong candidate for reducing aviation minutes. What is the? What are these stories about? Doubt. How do you arrive at these? Can you give us a sort of known reason to go? into these but what what do you think if you had to characterize and i'm gonna let you do it i mean i can give you my thoughts and i know where you're at and i i kind of like as you know i leave you alone i don't really like to tell you anything and uh, the reason yeah. why is because go ahead you know these final two links uh for today's uh, uh daily blast involved the uh, sandia and los alamos and uh, as people know and i've said it a million times if you are working on preserving and sustaining and improving our nuclear deterrent I have no problem with you. In fact, you have my respect and my full support. But when you have Sandia 
and Los Alamos on the same day issue global warming press releases about their involvement in sustainable energy at a time when the nation has a $30 trillion national debt and everybody at the federal level needs to stick to their knitting and focus on their core competencies, I'm going to put that out for people to see. And uh, it was actually one of my questions of the day. You know, should should uh, should our nuclear weapons labs be focused on, quote unquote, sustainable energy or should they be focusing on our nuclear deterrent at a time when a bunch of nutcases in Washington are interested in getting us in a shooting war with a nuclear armed power. Uh, so sometimes uh, what I do, Eddie, is not explicit, but we have a very sophisticated readership. So I think people know what I was trying to do in sending out those two links. <laughs> well, they're wonderful as always. We appreciate uh, you uh, sending them. All right, Dowd, who's really to uh, blame for inflation? And what is the true cost of a hamburger? It sounds like we're getting back to the, uh, what is it, the Mac index the economists who's address the two and maybe tie them both together if you don't mind uh, yeah well we, we I, this is the reason piece that i talked about earlier in the show and uh the, the plenty of plenty of blame to go around uh piece the hamburger thing was really off the wall eddie and i and people like it's amazing how i'll put something out there that i think only is of interest to me and it'll come out you know one of the top five most click links of the day people were really interested in the the hamburger story this is an economist in missouri who really walks you through the level of government intervention in the meat market, uh, uh, not the singles dating scene, but the actual beef and cattlemen market in the United States. And there's, by one theory, the cost of a Big Mac should be, uh, instead of $5, it should be $13 because the subsidies, the massive amount of subsidies that flow from Washington to uh, the meat producers uh, can offset some of that cost. You end up paying it in different Way. So he walks you through the fact that, uh, you know, you, you, you're again, you're paying it in different ways. You're paying it in an environmental cost uh, in terms of destruction of the Amazon rainforest by encouraging more the more growing of, of, you know, leveling of the rainforest in order to have more habitat for cows. Uh, and then also the federal government subsidizing the, the the industry concentration of the meat market for companies, Tyson. JBS, Purdue, and Sanderson control over half of the chicken processing market. Four other companies control 70% of the pork processing market. And That's four, incredible. Again, four companies control almost 75% of the beef processing market. So basically, a lot of investments are made and a lot of expenses are incurred because we don't have a free market when it comes to food. And the interesting aspect of this, Eddie, is there's a lot of left-right coalescence on this in terms of uh, – corporatized agriculture, uh, you know, big, big, powerful uh, agribusiness, uh, grocery, you know, concentration in the grocery sector, whereas locally produced, I dare say sustainable, but not in, a, not in the way that lefties would say sustainable. Uh, and the food often, as, a, as someone who was raised on a small family orchard in New England, oftentimes the food tastes a hell of a lot better. And you don't get involved in the political gamesmanship, the subsidies, the trade wars that go on with this. And I think an argument can be made for buying more local when it comes to the stuff you put in your body and in the body of your kids. It's a really interesting piece that, that walks you through government intervention in terms of how much you're truly paying the, the, the surface cost, but the real cost of how much a simple hamburger is. A great piece by an organization called the American Institute for Economic Research. And again, that's in the Daily Blast today. So uh, one of our top five, by the way, Eddie. So people were really interested in this piece. All right. There you go. The uh, time brought to you by D-Dowd Muska and uh, the readership uh, of our great uh, Rock of Talk chat. Appreciate uh, Eric for producing the show today. I'll be broadcasting on the road as I get back to, you know, our home stomping grounds 
the 505, casting from uh, Mammy Beach here at the Park City, uh, I guess it's the hotel here, um, and then also the Smith is across here from uh, the city of Miami, uh, things to build on, certainly, that uh, it's not just uh, the, this great the Florida that's putting it all together, it's also the city of Miami itself, uh, very forward thinking as well, but your top five brought to you at rockandrock.chat. Dow, take it away. Uh, yeah, and I know we're running out of time. Quick update. We just got an email from the Ron Ketty campaign. They are claiming they will be sending the answers to the questions sometime this evening. Uh, we'll, we'll all find out when those answers get posted on our website tomorrow, uh, Friday, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, number one, the, the, the reason piece uh, was clicked on the most clicked item on the, uh, today. People are most interested in that. Number two, South Valley Pride Day. Hey! Uh, number three, the uh, state released a report on, uh, uh, on a shooting incident uh, in Albuquerque. People still concerned about crime number four true cost of a hamburger fascinating piece and number five that amazing department of health florida department of health guidance on gender dysphoria ron desantis he just only gets better and he never gets worse i couldn't agree more and uh, broadcasting from florida appreciate everybody tuning in thursday edition right here in the kiva am 1600 k com, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow bright and early 4 p.m for our friday edition This is The Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque.